Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. This is Brian Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. When you're looking for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvée. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Caville of Dr. Caville's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed.
Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to a live episode of the ONG Strike Zone. You thought you was going to make it, didn't you? Tell the truth. You were like trying to get there. I was trying to make it, dog. I was trying to make it. I, I, I got to keep COVID alive, baby. I'm, 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 just, I'm just glad it wasn't like a stumble across the, the screen or anything like that. You know, we would have had to do a commercial and come back and be like, uh-oh, I done lost Kelvin. I got to we got to come back and do the intro again. Uh, how you doing tonight? I'm Brian Fulver. That's Kelvin Rozier. Uh, soon to be joining us is uh, Marcus Green. He'll be joining us. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good, uh, Brian. I'm glad to be here, man. Um, we got a, a loaded show. We got a lot going on, actually, as we wind down the spring season, the spring semester. We got to celebrate some champions. We we got a champion uh regular season and uh and tournament so so we you know we're gonna honor them and then we got some you know we got a very vip guest uh yeah yeah we got a guy we got a lot of family here today so i'm I'm excited about the show man ready to get it yeah man uh we are definitely celebrating champions today here's the guest lineup for tonight's show coming up very shortly uh majesty hemingway uh will be joining us Kofi's daughter, Kofi's oldest, uh, will be coming in and joining us, uh, telling us about some things that are going on in the community where Kofi served as Coach K, and uh, just checking in on her, getting a chance for for us to kind of just catch up on her and and uh, her sister and mom, and just kind of find out how the family's doing. So we, we're definitely uh, going to be celebrating, and then of course it's only fitting. Uh, you know, Kofi being a tennis coach, that we celebrate uh, our women's tennis championship with uh, a, a, a triumvirate of, of Coach Nikki, uh, our SWAC Player of the Year, and Sarah Rakim, and then the uh, SWAC Tournament MVP, Reagan Harris, will be joining us all live in the second half of the first hour. And then in hour number two, one of our biggest supporters, uh, and just one of FAMU's biggest supporter, Kenya Sykes, will be joining us. And uh, so, you know, I, I don't even think it's, you know, some people might say super fan. I, I think she's more than a super fan, a, a, a super booster, a super rattler. You know, maybe we just call her a, a super rattler. Definitely a family, friend of the ONG. Uh, she's a made person. And so it's it's good to be. Uh, good to have her on and kind of talk to her, and uh, so we're we're really looking forward, looking forward to that. Uh, checking in very early to let people know, see who's in the chat room uh, already. You know, first up, you know, J Mac, first one in the first one in the <laughs> chats uh, with a big shout out. Good evening, Rattlers. Good to see you. Of course, uh, th- th- that's the loyalty right there, folks. Kenya is on the chats as well. Already waiting, you know, she's going to be in a little bit later in the, in the second half. First Facebook post of the day, as as always, come from uh, my man Chuck Hunt, checking in from Monroe, Louisiana. Uh, love Chuck Hunt. Again, I, I you know, Chuck Hunt in these HBCU spaces, man, I, I just love the fact that, that he is uh, everywhere, very supportive of, uh, of just HBCU content, especially not only – the stuff we do here on the Black College Sports Network, but on other shows where we've seen them as well. Uh, of course, always big shout out to Mary 305. 
jumping in there. Tamra T jumping in there. Dr. Lori checks in, moderating the chats just in case it gets foolish a little bit later. Uh, you know, and so on and so forth. Got to say hello. Uh, Shako checking in. Uh, let's see who's in there. Meredith checking in. Uh, let me see. Give a few more shout outs. Montre Bennett checking in early. Bull. Yeah, Bull's in there. Let me see. There's uh, Bull. Melissa. <laughs> Let me see Bull and Marcus. Yeah, there's there's Bull. There's Bull. I see Bull's in there early. Um, my man Keith Hadley, Things Up Podcast. Appreciate you coming in, stepping in early. Uh, many more. I see a good friend Marcus jumping in there. You guys, go ahead and hit those thumbs up button and hit the likes up wherever you're watching, wherever you're streaming us. Um, you know, on Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, please share the show with your friends, your neighbors, your fellow Rattlers, um, you know, so on and so forth. While we, before we, we we're going to hold, before we get into talking, you know, I know Majesty will be joining us here pretty soon and we're going to talk about swag. I, I want to start the show, Kelvin, if you don't mind, I got to start talking with the, 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 some of the results from the, the FAMU day of giving the 1887 strikes over um i think it was what last weekend we ended the show kind of promoting it and it was last uh friday and saturday but in total famu raised uh six hundred thousand six hundred thousand dollars uh in total from all of the various campaigns you can see the number of donors there uh just a little over 1900 don donors they had a goal set up for half a million dollars raised uh 625 uh thousand of that um, and so that's, that's very big on the, on a huge scale, you know, for us, uh, we, you know, we tried to do our part here. Um, very thankful to our, we were ambassadors, uh, sending all of our funds to the athletic department and, and people could send, you know, you could send to every, everywhere. You could send it to university, uh, what the school, schools and colleges, yeah. uh, teams, you, you know, whoever you wanted to send your funds to, you could. Uh, we, we decided to just make athletics in general. So, you know, appreciate besides, you know, us here on the show. Uh, Got to thank um, those people there um, who donated uh, with us to help us reach uh, our, our mini goal was $500. So we hit that mark. Um, even got a shout out from uh, the VP. So, Kelvin, I'm telling you, we're doing things right, man. <laughs> That's right, right, right up there next to Chad Ochocinco. You know, we, we get some love from the and I told you, man, like, we accepted the challenge when A.D. Sykes put it out there to be an ambassador. We accepted the challenge and, uh, you know, very cool. So very appreciative to everybody who joined in. Definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, what, what's your what's your takeaway from that that mini fundraising uh, campaign that FAMU kind of puts? A lot of universities were doing that last weekend. Well, I like it, man. We, you know, close. I always say, closed mouths don't get fed. Uh, we need to ask, uh, and we need to have something behind the ask. But uh, this, thus far, you know, we we can see that uh, specifically with athletics being our passion, that uh, that there, we know the needs because we have the students and the student athletes on here all the time. Um, we also know that uh, with the leadership we have, that you know, it's going to you know, we've seen the um, the awards for uh, the, the the student athlete appreciation that happened earlier and then we got what the fang awards coming up i believe uh maybe this that? this weekend right 
I believe it's, yeah, uh, it's coming up. Well, we honor all the student athletes and, and so forth. So um, we know that um, we, we, we're always talking about do more with more. So we got to do our part and we're going to continue to do our part. And we want to do it on a, on a larger level. So y'all continue to watch us, continue to support us. And uh, we're going to continue to, to, to do do things. I even, as a matter of fact, Brian, I just share, I, I even committed uh, my family to uh, stepping them back up. You know, I've done a thousand strikes and all that other stuff. And you know, I've always tried to be a supporter. Um, but um, I, I'm stepping up uh, this year with my uh, investing in champion. So, okay. so yeah, I, I'm in. I'm in. Um, I, and, you know, I would say I know a lot of people – uh, give already monthly. Yeah. Uh, you already have the direct deposits or whatever that come out. Um, or maybe you were a booster club member or a member of another organization. But, and I think that's why when, when I set it up, I tried to set it up to say, if, if everybody could give a small amount, I know you may already give, but, but I, I kind of, I don't want to scoff and say, what's $20. Cause this day and age right now, the t- $20 is, I mean, it, it doesn't go as far as it used to, especially with gas and milk and eggs and bread and all the other stuff. Um, it, it It is something, so I don't want to minimize it. But I, I think in the bigger picture, we we also can be wasteful. I know, sure as heck, I can be wasteful with $20. I mean, I can somehow find myself spending $20 on a meal that used to cost half of that. And I, I'm like, damn, did I really just spend twenty dollars? Or I'm sorry, eight, it'd be like eighteen fifty. I mean, you know, it's just like twenty dollars. So if I gotta go without an extra meal at the to-go place that I may visit, um, or some expensive wings or whatever, I can do that for one day. And that's where I was trying to see, hey, how many people can we get? pulling in $20 or $18.87 or whatever, just any small amount, because those small amounts add up. And yep. that, and that, and that's where we sometimes we have to go. You know, just think if the, the numbers of us, alums, fans, if we all think just not necessarily the big amounts, but if we're all able to give the small amounts at one time, you know, bam, that, that would... That, it, it would be significant. So no matter what you gave, $20, 25 yeah. every amount helps and goes to. What we don't want to do is not do anything. You right. know, and, and that that's the challenge. That's the challenge. And I, I, like I said, I know people are like, oh, I'm already giving. I get it. I get it. But we, we, we got to keep it. We got to keep the wheels flowing. I mean, because there's a lot out there. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Hey, hey, to that point real quick, um, Brian, yeah. people give to relationships. And so as we continue to develop relationships with each other and, and the greater rally nation at large, um, there are some folks who, who give on, on a routine basis to every call that come around. I know Vaughn talked about it. I know a lot of times I fall into that category. But um, just getting in the habit of, of, of giving ways well, can be able to give or oh, can give bigger. So just establishing a relationship at this point, man, I, I think it's, it's, it's wonderful. And I got to thank you, uh, recognition when I give. I, I love the fact that when you give, um, 
you know, you get the emails, you know, saying, you know, that, hey, we received your gift and so forth. So, uh, and you actually get reminder asked later on, you know, so, so we, we're, we're starting to do some things internally that, that uh, foster that relationship also. Yeah. And, and you know, that's, that's the one thing that I wish as a younger graduate, older heads, and I don't know if we were even in that mindset, but just, I would say to a young graduate, I would talk to them about the smaller amounts early. You know, because you feel like when you come out of school, whether you are sort of in your feelings about anything, whether it be financial aid, parking tickets, <laughs> whatever else, you just try to get you like, I'm just, I'm done with FAMU for right now. <laughs> you know, you get a lot of us were kind of in our feelings when we first left the, out of FAM. But but still, once you understand the importance and, and where your university is, you want to get them in the mindset of, hey, man, even if it's ten dollars, you know, something small. You know, something that you're not going to miss. Ten dollars, you'll you'll burn doing something dumb. So give it to someplace somewhere where it'll be uh, turned around and invested. Are you are you uh, let me let me get off of that. Are you ready? You ready for our first guest? Absolutely. Guest? Let's, let's right. bring on. All right. With that said, lady, let me make sure I get all this right. Ladies and gentlemen, now coming to the stage, now coming to the show. Miss Majesty Hemingway joining us. Am I get it all right? And there she is. How you doing, Majesty? How you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, hey, it's a it's a, it's a pleasure to have you on the the ONG Strike Zone. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. I mean, I you know, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I will keep it 100. I mean, you know, other than seeing the pictures and hearing so much about you, uh, it's the first time getting a chance to meet you and say hello. So, uh, and, and Rattler Nation. Uh, at least our fans and fans of of this show that your dad helped cultivate um, are, are probably meeting you for the first time. Um, so uh, let's kind of let's let's just start first off. Uh, how are you? Let me just let's start with a simple question. How are you doing? Um, deep down, I'm not gonna lie. Like I've been sad. You know, some days I'm fine. I'm laughing with my friends and family. Um, and then some days I just think about my dad randomly or at a random moment of time and just start crying just being real um <laughs> um because me and my dad were super super close um we talked every day about my day how it went and i would talk about his day you know um we did a lot of things together so it's it's tough it's tough but i know that my dad had a strong relationship with god and he talked to me about death and he said that he was never afraid to die because he knew that to be absent in the body was to be present with god so he he had a lot of faith so <laughs> powerful yeah um kelvin kelvin jump in there jump in there yeah so i i, I want to talk about um uh just you where you are right now in terms of uh i i know you were you're doing the school things i know you you you're bad working with vaughn with H, hbcu game day just kind of fill us in on on what you're doing and and you know and you know uh, how how are things going with that part of your education and, and your internship and where you're trying to go? Yes. Yeah, so currently my sister is the one at Florida A&M University. <laughs> I am at the University of North Florida in Jacksonville with the Ospreys. Um, I'm currently majoring in psychology in hopes of becoming a counselor one day. Um, I want to work with kids. I've been working with kids for six years now. Um, in daycares from infant age to middle school age kids and summer camps. So 
I think my goal is to be a counselor and help people with trauma. Um, I think that's my goal. I have a heart for people and having conversation. Um, my second job that I really have been doing and wanted to pursue is modeling. Um, so I'll be in Orlando this week, this weekend for um, an audition for Miami Swim Week. And it's a big um, runway shoot for just summer wear and bikini wear. Um, but I'm a part of two modeling agencies and I'm just trying to be on a roller coaster that only goes high, literally. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that's me. So um, I, I see myself being a model, you know, and I tell people I just, yes, there's a bunch of pretty girls out there, but I want people to see my story and, and everything that I've accomplished, um, not from a, a pretty face, but what God has put me through and every trial and tribulation. So that's me. <laughs> and then my sister, she's doing good things. So I'll talk about her too. <laughs> She's a great. <laughs> I'll talk about her too. Um, she's majoring yeah. in business in the SBI program, so she'll be leaving at the end of May uh, for her internship uh, with Estee Lauder and New York City. So she'll be there from June through August fifteenth. So awesome, awesome, proud, very proud. That's awesome. Um, what uh, what what kind of you know your your dad was, and, and I think you, I, I'm, if you didn't know, you saw it through the love of everyone um, over the last month or so. Um, he was so much a part of FAMU, or FAMU was so much a part of him. Right. Um, what, and I, I'm asking this because I, I sometimes, and I'm, I hate to do, you know, I, I've, I've had a, well, not head, but my, my father is one of those people that when you go out, he talks to everybody. everybody that's my, yeah. that's my yeah. dad. And I, I just want to know from, I have a feeling that is maybe your experience, but I just, what is it like when you're out with your dad at a, at a function, a family event, maybe give us just what's it like being his daughter, being next to him when, when you go out and when you're places, what, what's that like? Oh, it's not even just family campus. When we're out, he is very outspoken. Um, he will talk to anybody. And sometimes I'm like, do you know this person? Um, but, uh, <laughs> but he does not care. He's like, what up, bro? What's going on? You know, and I'm like, does he know him? He's like, no, I just want to ask about his date. You know, I just want to see if he was if he was good. You know, he's like, how you doing? And my dad always said, you know, he doesn't like walking past somebody and not speaking. He likes honoring their presence. He's about talking and speaking. He doesn't like to be phony. He believes in having a good heart, you know, and getting to know people. Now when we're at the family games, that's like going to a gas station, speaking to random people times like a thousand. Like he's just going. Next thing you know, I'm walking. He's on a golf cart with his friends. I'm like, where are you going? He's just like, I'm just going to go speak and say hey to everyone. And and he'll go up and just have a big conversation. He'll be loud in the stands, cheering on the football players and and introducing himself and hugging on everyone. Like he he's a talker and that's where I get it from. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say that I was gonna follow up by saying how much are you finding those characteristics of him now, you know, with you? And I and, and I gotta imagine you're going into an industry where you you definitely have to speak up for yourself and you have to be willing to call things out that aren't right. Yeah. Um, he's, he's definitely instilled in me, you know, having a good heart and also knowing like, he's like, man, like the world isn't perfect, you know, especially, you know, he said, you're going in this industry. 
Um, but he always told me to just be yourself um, and just be authentic. You know, when you go into anything and um, that's that's really it. He always told me to ask God first, you know, and um, especially with modeling, it, it's definitely been like a fearful journey for me because I'm like, oh, you know, what are, what are other people going to think? And my dad's like, you can't always worry about what other people think, you know, Think about what God thinks, you know, before you make a decision. Think about how you're going to treat people and think about how God is viewing yourself, you know. And and that's really it, you know, just being myself and just being me. <laughs> true that. True. Definitely. Um, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the let's talk about Coach K. The Coach K <laughs> Tennis Championships at Oak Leaf Tennis. Hey, um, I, I... Yeah, you got there. Oh, yeah. See, hold on. I got some great graphics here. Hold on. Let me <laughs> I've been, yeah, I, I've been, I've been clipping yes, some great graphics yes, there from, from Oak Leaf. Um, and I think there's that, that uh poster that you were talking about. Um, did, how much of a what, what did you play? Did you play some tennis coming up? I, I, I got, I, I imagine <laughs> you had a little bit of tennis in your background. Yes, I did. Um, my dad taught me tennis at the age of three when we lived in Miami. And then I started playing tennis again more often in high school. That's when I first joined the team, the tennis team at Rickers High School. And then he actually helped coach my team. And he was just about at every single game. Um, um, I won district champ in Tallahassee. And then I lost at States and he was there for that. So, um, Yeah. Yeah, he he's definitely taught me some tennis. He's if anything, he probably tell me right now. All right, when are you gonna go back to playing tennis and get on the court? You know, um, so he believed in me a lot and the kids. So it was just really inspirational, and they moved me to tears just seeing all of that just being done for in my dad's honor. It just really um, was just a legacy, and it was powerful just seeing the kids still play in spite of losing their coach. You know, because I know that they that they lost someone too that was special to them. And uh, one of the parents said that, you know, he had conversations with the kids and he told them, hey, I'm on assignment and I'm your coach and I want y'all to do great things. He always told them, you know, to just do their best when it comes to tennis and think about what they're doing and the purpose behind it and give their best effort. Um, so it was just it amazed me, you know, their their mindset and their heart for what they're doing, because um, then when I went there, they were still playing matches like nothing ever happened and just smiling. And um, my dad's uh, friend came up and one of them was wearing his family T-shirt. And he was, I was like, why are you wearing that family T-shirt? He was like, you know, a very special person went there and I'm representing. I was like, OK, <laughs> you know. Um, so they told me some funny stories about my dad um, and his, you know, his personality and just being loud. They were like, yeah, we know when your dad's coming because we can hear his voice a mile away. And I was like, yeah, I understand. But <laughs> it, it was nice. It was very beautiful. So, um, I understand that they're going to be doing and hosting. Uh, if I read if I read your post right on Facebook, we, is it uh, by, or what weekly? or bi-weekly tournaments. Tell us a little bit about what the uh, what, what the tournaments they'll be hosting are. Yes, yeah, so the tournaments, the Coach K, they'll be held every second Friday of every month. Um, and it ha so happened was like a great experience, a great thing that his birthday falls on the third Friday of November. So his birthday is November 17th. So we're trying to see what we're going to do about that. And um, me and my auntie were talking about, you know, possibly – 
um, raising scholarships and making like a Coach K foundation, you know, um, for tennis scholarships, because I know that like being a tennis player, it's hard to find scholarships and get scholarships compared to like basketball players, and football players. And um, it's I think that my dad would love that, you know, so in other kids lives, especially his own students. So I'm gonna have to find a way and come up with something. Well, you you know you know you always got you got you got a nation of rattlers that that'll help support any and every way. So I mean we got we got all kinds of folks out here. So you know don't don't be afraid to to ask. You know I know you got a lot of people in your life, but, but you know if you ever look into look into these this this nation this uh, and this is and that's that's one thing that I that I think I have um, I I will say that uh, your father brought the love of FAMU back into my life, you know, and it's like almost, almost the same kind of love I had when I first went to college, you know, cause I didn't grow up. So I, that's why I always, I always enjoy listening to stories from him and Kelvin about growing up in FAMU. See, I didn't grow up in FAMU. I, I'm from the Midwest. So whenever I hear stories, you know, growing up in FAMU, that's them, you know? And so doing this show and hearing their passion, reignited my love of what I had for FAMU when I first chose to go hundreds of miles away from home to go to Tallahassee, Florida. And so when I, I, I really say that, you know, when it's when it's time to figure out what to do with that, you know, uh, whatever we can do to help promote, whatever we can do to help yeah. be involved, to help foster it, promote it, whatever. Uh, Support it. Black College Sports Network, if we need to be there to help broadcast it. I mean, you, you have our full, unquestioned, you don't even have to, you just assume and assume correctly that, hey, I, I, need, a, I need a television partner or a broadcast partner. Oh, I got the Black College Sports Network. It's there. It's done. It, it, it's, there's no there's no doubts. You know, it's, it's there for you. Thank you, know? you guys. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Go ahead, Kelv. So to the, to the, Part of the dialogue that uh, Brian just was saying, um, I know there was a lot of outpouring from <clears throat> all kind of coffers because <clears throat> your dad was so beloved. Um, you know, your dad was the funniest guy to me because he was he had that, of course, that 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 calling that 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 spiritual side of him. But man, he was just, he was one of the funniest guys. Uh, I, I mean, I know him since. Uh, my birthday is November 18th. I was born one day after him, so I've known him uh, pretty much the whole time. And um, and and he always was quick witted and, and and very wise. And you know, he was a, he was everything, right? He was good at a lot of stuff. And so anyway, I know there was a lot of porn of uh, who have known you specifically personally uh, uh uh everyone but but because they loved him so much felt like they wanted to support the family and you know and they reached out in many different ways can you kind of talk about that and and did you feel that you know does does family feel and understand how 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 much and how beloved your father uh is and and, and was loved Yes. Um, I feel like because, you know, my dad so loved and the people that came back and returned tenfold, you know, um, I was very grateful. My family was very grateful for FAMU and all the friends and families that have reached out. I mean, there was calls every day, you know, 
um, checking on us, you know, coming to visit, you know, giving a hug, you know, watching a movie, anything like that, you know, um, helping us out financially, helping me and my sister, you know, making sure that we're still continuing school and making sure that my mom and my grandmother were okay. Like, it's been great. You know, even the t-shirts, like I've been wearing this, um, when his friends from the band, I forgot his name, but, um, he made this shirt for me and my sister and my mom, all of us. And I, yeah, that, that was great. Um, I'm trying to find a, eventually I'm going to get a necklace with my, my dad's picture and get a real gold necklace. Um, but for now I'm just going to, I'm going to wear the letter K and um, I'm just very grateful that um, people cared enough and, and loved us, you know, um, that was very powerful, you know, I love, I love every person that um, cared enough to reach out and, and value their time, put, spend their time for us. So it's been great. Nice. Wonderful. Um, what other thoughts do you have that you want to share? Uh, any, any, I want to give you an opportunity, any, anything you want to share with uh, FAMU, Rattler Nation, with the, the, the ONG Strike Zone family? Um, I don't know how often, I'm, I'm curious, how often did you get a chance to watch your dad, whether it be on this show or whether he was on the uh, uh, Afterglow with Scotty? How, how often did you get a chance to watch? Uh, so normally I wouldn't really watch it too much. Um, I know Scotty, he made like a big video about my dad. So I've been watching it, you know, normally when I would get home, I'll get home maybe like six thirty seven. So by the time I walked in, I was kind of making noise and my dad would be like, majesty. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm just trying to get Oh, so that was you. There. You were the one in there making a noise. <laughs> that, that was me. That was me. I was just trying to get a piece of chicken, you know, just, you know, I was trying to eat like he was. I'm like, you, got you know, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Go up here and starve myself? Like, yeah, he got on me every time and I would tiptoe and he'd be like, oh, here she comes. But I'm like, it's just me. I'm like trying to get my glass of water, be putting ice in the cup and making noise. And he'd just be like, <laughs> but it was fine, you know. He understood. He, not, he figured out how to use the mute button, and <laughs> exactly, we kept on going. So, oh, I, I love those early episodes. Ah, man, I'm telling you, you know, almost like clockwork. You do it. It's like it's like you kind of put it together. Um, that's cool. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, any uh, any, I, I want to give you, you know, the floor, of the airwaves to kind of. Uh, kind of talk to, uh, you know, Rattler Nation, just uh, whatever's on your mind, whatever's on your heart, uh, I want to give you this time. Um, I would definitely say, like, one of the biggest things that I've learned uh, with my dad is just doing everything out of love. And if anything, you know, my dad said, he always told me and my sister, he was like, when life comes, like, many different things that you never know what's going to get thrown at you. You know, you just got to be ready and stay consistent with God you know even though my relationship with God is not perfect I'll say God like that I'll tell my dad like I'm not perfect you know like I make mistakes you know and my dad said you know that's bound to happen you know you get up and you learn from it you know we're not supposed to remain just in a stagnant position um if anything he always just told us just to keep going um I cherish like my dad and I've always said that he wasn't just a father to me, but he was a father to many people, including my own personal friends who didn't have a father there. So it definitely inspired me. Um, 
when I do become a parent, you know, because I was telling my dad, I'm like, I want kids, you know, and my dad was like, we have, you got, if I have, when I have my grandkids, we're going to the alligator farm because he loved going <laughs> to the alligator farm. That was one of his most favorite things to do. Gatorland in Orlando and wow. in the, yeah, the alligator farm in St. Augustine. So I'm definitely going to be taking my kids to the alligator farm because he would, he was decided to make noises to the alligators, just talking to the alligators. Um, so <laughs> Um, <laughs> I would cherish that moment. Um, I know that my dad, you know, especially when I think about handling, um, conflict, my dad was always very calm, you know, soft-spoken, you know, he, I, I would definitely carry that with me. Um, all the memories, you know, my dad was a type, you know, I, I spoke at the funeral and told how, um, in times where I was sad or down and I couldn't sleep at night, my dad was a type, okay, like, let's go, let's go downstairs, let's watch a movie. And he would hold my hand literally um, until I fell asleep and and he felt like I was okay and he would pray with me. So, you know, even if I tapped him in the midnight hour, like, hey, can we please talk? You know, it was maybe like three o'clock in the morning and he still got up. He was like, oh, but he still did it, you know, and we went through scriptures and he was like, you know, this is what you got to do when you're in hard times. You go back, open the Bible and you go to this scripture and you remember who God said you were. Um and he said, okay, you're beautifully and wonderfully made. You know, you shall live and you shall not die. Okay, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And I'm like, okay. And then I'll feel better. And, you know, I would cry it out. But, you know, he would always be there and talk it out with me, even if I came a million times about the same topic. Because he was like, Mashie, this is the same topic. But he would still give me the same answer. Right. So, um, I, I'm grateful for my father. You know, it's not it's not easy for me. Um. It's not easy, but I'm trying to take it one day at a time, you know, um, you know, so I really am trying. Yeah. yeah. Well, we I know I speak for I'm sure Kelvin and, and everyone yes. else watching. We, we're praying, continually praying for you, your sister, your mom, your family. And we thank you. We thank you yes. for giving the time, giving, letting letting Kofi have time with us. Because, you know, I, I know this doing this can be can pull away from family time, you know. And so those hours I know are precious for him, but it was precious for you guys. And we thank I, I thank you. We thank yeah. you for just sharing him with us because it, it lifted us up in so many ways and inspired us in so many ways. And so we I, I, I speak for our everybody i'm sure we want to return that so in, in in whatever way we can when the time comes all you need to do is ask and we'll find a way to be there uh for you your sister your mom the family um that's that's what family does so um Majesty Hemingway, uh, let, let how can people? I don't know. You're big on social media. Let people know how they can follow you, how they can follow your career, how they can support you. Instagram, Twitter, wherever you're at. Let let people know how they can uh, follow you. Uh, yes. Yeah, so my Instagram name is Victorious underscore Majesty. So my dad, my dad was the one to name me. So. <laughs> Um, I always remember that when, when people ask me, why, who named you? My dad. So, <laughs> um, my Instagram is victorious underscore majesty. All right. All right. Um, Rattler Nation, there you go. Please go follow, uh, follow along with, uh, this young lady as she takes off into her 
career, uh, blessings, and uh, safe travels. You said Orlando this weekend is where yeah. you're at, correct? Okay. I'll be in Orlando, yep, Saturday. Okay, so uh, blessings to you and, and safe travels. And um, when do you, I, you may have said it earlier, I apologize. When, what's your graduation track? When is graduation day for you? Yeah, so they said I'll be done this fall. So I don't know my graduation date. You know, for right now, my graduation date on the app says May 5th, 2024. Okay. Um, so I'll definitely be, I've been talking about a party or something because I want everyone there. Um, so, yeah, Lord is my sister. So she'll be graduating a few months in the fall after May. So we'll be graduating a few months apart, actually. So Okay, nice, nice. Well, definitely be a big celebration around that time uh, when that happens. So. Uh, all right, uh, Majesty, again, hey, thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing about yes. the uh, Coach K Championships at uh, Oak Leaf. Again, make sure for for those people in the community, there it is, the Coach K Tennis Championships at uh, Oak Leaf. Um, they're in uh, Tallahassee. Um, nope, not Tallahassee. Yeah. Where? They're in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Okay, okay. I saw Kevin shake his head. I'm like, oh, nope, sorry. Uh, and, <laughs> but see, that's the one thing. You're, I know your dad was all – your dad was in Jacksonville, t- in he Tallahassee. He was in Atlanta coaching. He was in Tallahassee, Jacksonville. He was everywhere, yeah. So, <laughs> good to know. That's the one thing I didn't uh, seal down. So, yes, in, in Jacksonville. And, uh, again, um, uh, I know all those kids and, and everybody will have fun and uh, – we're working on some other things. I know uh, Roy Evans, uh, president of the Black College Sports Network, uh, we were just talking about some things that we're working on on the back end to do in Kofi's name. So as we put some some things together as it relates to tennis and, and be able to, to honor him, we'll definitely let you and the family know, okay? Okay. Thank you, guys. All right. Hey, thank you for joining us, everybody. Make sure you show Majesty some love out there on Instagram, victorious underscore majesty (laughs) on IG. (laughs) And uh, let's take a break. Come back. We're going to keep the theme going. And uh, we got some champions to celebrate on the other side. Uh, You're watching the ONG Strike Zone right here on the Black College Sports Network. We'll be back in just a moment. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU diaspora, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. 
course, let you dismiss. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Uh, Brian, Kelvin, Marcus Green in the building. Uh, coming in hot. Yes, sir. That's it. <laughs> get, the, get the wrong, wrong doggone button there, Kelvin. I'm still still working out this uh, this uh, this new software and everything like that. How you doing, Kel, uh, Marcus? Good to see I'm you tonight. Doing good. Doing good. How are y'all? I caught the interview, so I'm yeah, glad I was yeah. able to catch that. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. Um, so you ready? Uh, I want to make sure we got everybody who's going to be in, uh, you know, again, today's show, uh, we're celebrating champions today. Uh, so for everybody in on the, uh, in the chats, you know, let's make sure to, uh, let's get ready to bring in, um, as we get ready to bring in, uh, our head coach, our head champions, our championship winning coach, um, coach, uh, let's bring in coach Nikki first. And, uh, there she is coach, 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 Nikki Houston. Champion. All right. How you doing coach? What's up? What's up champ? That's my coach. That's my coach right there. Champ That's a champion. Put respect champ on the name. <laughs> How y'all doing this evening? Yeah, we are we are blessed. Doing good. Blessed. Doing good, Great. Coach. Doing well. Doing well. Awesome. Awesome. I, I wanted to take a second, Coach. I know we got uh Reagan in the in the green room. I wanted to make sure we got Reagan and Sarah because I wanted to bring them in both at the same time. So before we bring in Reagan and Sarah, let's let's start with you. Uh how are you feeling? Talk about the the joy and just everything that goes into this journey of winning this conference championship. Yeah. I mean, um, I can say I'm blessed. Um, I'm grateful for what the young ladies have done throughout the whole season. Um, they came and worked out and did all the hard work and it paid off in the championship. And I'm, I'm so excited for them. I'm seeing so overjoyed to see them win the, that championship point and, you know, um, it's all for them. And I'm just so happy for them. Go ahead, uh, Kelvin. 
So, Coach, uh, talk about what's next, right? I know there's an NCAA tournament coming at some point. When do uh, that show or whatever? When you so I, I think I think Kelvin was saying as he got sniped there, uh, <laughs> kind of give give us some details about what's next in, in the process because because trust me, I was doing some research trying to find out some stuff, and I just I just threw up my hands after a while. Yeah. So I, I figured I said I'm gonna wait till Wednesday when Coach yes. comes on. So <laughs> Coach, you yeah. tell us. Yeah, so our selection show will be on Monday at 6 p.m. Um, we have, There are some other conferences that still are playing this weekend. So the selection show will be on Monday at 6. And um, our, the, that's where we find out where we're going for the regionals. The regionals will be on that May 5th and 6th. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Interesting. Marcus, go ahead. Yes, actually, as a follow up to the question that Kelvin asked, uh, how for the regionals, how is it set up for I mean, I guess you're going to be I know how we're familiar with the volleyball and things like that, how they kind of keep it close and try to minimize travel. Would it be the same within, I guess, whoever makes the tournament would it be with the same approach and mindset? Yeah, it would be the same. Um, you know, they have 16 hosts and, you know, they usually try to get the regional sites you know, people that's playing closer to that regional site. Okay. And actually my question uh, was, um, you guys, for lack of a better term, put a whooping on everybody this year in the SWAC. To what do you owe the dominance? And did you expect that coming into the season? Um, No, I did not expect the dominance of it. I expected that we was going to do well. Um, I saw the talent that we had um, with the young ladies that was coming in, but all the hard work that they was doing throughout the practice and them getting better each day. Um, I, I felt like that we had definitely had a chance to be pretty good this year. Thank you, coach. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's, uh, let's bring in one of the uh, MVPs. Um, so coming in right now, let's bring in uh, Miss uh, Reagan Harris uh, onto the, onto the show. Reagan, how you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Hey, we we are we are great. Uh, congratulations uh, to to you and your teammates. Um, uh, d- just tell us a little bit about this uh, the journey of of this season. Um, you know, as conference play was rolling around, and you guys continue to win and win and. And and then you get to the end, you're looking at the end of the season, you're like, wait a minute, we got a chance to win the regular season title, be un unbeaten. Uh take us into the uh, what what what's what's all this been like for you? Yeah, so at the beginning of the season, like we knew the goal that we had was in the conference championship. And we just kind of took it match by match. Like we had a pretty tough non-conference schedule. And I think that helped us in the long run with, like, competing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that helped us with competing against other schools in our conference. And once we started winning, it was like, okay, we have to, you know, keep going because we knew that 
other schools, they would, you know, come harder because we had an unbeaten record and we were at the top of the conference. So we just had to sustain momentum throughout the season and just keep the ultimate goal in mind. And and when did when did that goal of winning the title, when did that you know, was that was that always discussed from the beginning of the season? Yes, that was discussed from the first meeting we had. Okay. Okay. Um I, I asked that because I recall hearing something in the celebration about <coughs> redemption or or maybe uh the redemption. I, I don't know who said it, Coach, and I don't know if you want to jump in there. Somebody said something about the the redemption tour is complete or something to that effect. I think it was Sierra. Mm-hmm. But it was. Um, that was something that our assistant coach, Coach E, came up with because last year, the people that were here last year, you know, they only got to the semifinals. So that was our whole thing. Like, this year is kind of redemption for last year. So, you know, the regular season, that was redemption tour part one. And then the postseason with the conference championship, that was redemption tour part two. Okay. Okay. Kelvin, go ahead. Get in there with some questions. So what did uh, you all uh, ask from um, Coach Nikki if y'all were to – go undefeated or uh, won the title, you know, did, did y'all have any side deals with her in terms of uh, what she, what she had to do, you know, and did she, and this, and did, and did she hold up to her end of the bargain? Um, we didn't really have any fights with her. We all just wanted to win anyway, so we didn't have to, you know, bargain. Yay. Hey, let me let me let me throw the first uh lob then. Make sure y'all get her for uh, for next year now. She got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we don't need to start adding stuff. No. <laughs> hey, I saw I saw uh, uh coach doing what what is called a giddy. Is that <laughs> gritty? You know, I, I'm, I'm old. I'm old, so I don't know. I don't know this. I don't know all this stuff, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did I get that right? First of all, was that the dance? The gritty. The gritty. Okay. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. So, 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 what? You know, now that y'all, what is your mindset? What is the team mindset going into? Uh, now that we've won the swag, and now you have to go into the NCAA, and you're going to play some high caliber competition. What is your mindset? What are you looking forward to in, in preparing? And then, you know, what would you like – what would success look like for you in the tournament? Um, I think just as a whole, we're just looking, you know, to compete really well. We already accomplished our goal of winning the SWAC championship. So, NCAAs, we just want to compete really well. Um, we played some high-caliber teams, you know, like I right. said, in our non-conference schedules. So we're not really, you know, scared or anything. Like, I think we're pretty prepared for the level of competition. Right. So, you know, just – That's what I'm telling my Pete. Okay, good answer. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> Marcus, Marcus, go ahead. Yes. Good evening, Reagan. Uh, I noticed that you're a native of North Carolina. What brought you to FAMU? What was the appeal? And do you have bragging rights when you go home with uh, a certain other HBCU that's uh, close to your home? Um, what brought me to FAMU was, first of all, the main thing was academics wise, like the academics are great and they had the exact major that I wanted. So that was good. And then in terms of athletics, I like that Coach Nikki is a black female coach and that um, other black girls, because some schools, they recruit foreign first, but I wanted to be surrounded by people that look like me. So yeah. And then in terms of bragging rights with that other school in my hometown, um, <laughs> I just tell people that we're number one for a reason and they're not, they may be number one by population, but academics wise, we're the number one public HBCU and they don't have anything to say after that. So. Hey man, hey man, coach nigga, you got a winner here, boy. Reagan, were you able to go home and say uh, they, that somebody was lying about being the greatest homecoming on earth after your first FAMU homecoming? Were they lying? They Were you able to go back home and tell folks they were lying? Because you experienced the greatest homecoming in the universe, as I like to say. Um, I didn't really say that, but... <laughs> I don't want to get her in trouble. I don't, I don't, I don't want to get her in trouble. She probably got some family. You got some family that are Aggies, aren't you? So I don't want to get you in trouble. She's supposed to be oh, practicing yeah, that week. Come on Oh, see, I don't want to get you in trouble. It's all good. It's all good. Um, <laughs> hey, um, I, I also, I'm curious. Marcus talked about being from North Carolina, Reagan. Your teammate, Rebecca Gaines, she's from Kernsville, North Carolina. How? I, help us out. How far is it from Greensboro to Kernsville? And, and did you two, um, you know, being North Carolinians, if I said that right, uh, how much – of a bond or how, how helpful was that having somebody on the team from your home state? Yeah, it's very helpful. I would say um, I'm probably the closest with Rebecca, not only because we're from the same, basically the same city because Kernersville is like 25 minutes away from Greensboro. So just coming into here, having somebody the same class as me and from the same state was pretty helpful. Um, I did know her before we came here because, like I said, we're from the same city almost, and we played some of the same tournaments, but you're okay. But, um, yeah, that was really good to have somebody else from North Carolina come in with me. Um, let me, let me come over to you, uh, coach Nikki, and just kind of, as you, as you watch the, the competition, let me, let me ask this question about the competition and moving over from, from the SWAT or from the MEAC to the SWAC. Um, how do you, how, how do you evaluate the, the talent or what we've seen now that you've been two years in the SWAT after, you know, almost a decade plus in the MEAC where, you know, how, how do you evaluate 
the change or or the difference in talent, um, or if there is uh, between the two uh, conferences or schools within the conference? Yeah, I think with the SWAT conference, it was just a little bit deeper um, from the talent level. Um, when it was in the MEAC, you might have like the top four. But I think with uh, the SWAC, it was a little bit deeper. And the difference was because we played everybody in the SWAC. We didn't get to play everybody in the MEAC. It was uh, north and south. So we didn't really get to get the competition in the north unless until we got to the, to the, the conference. So um, I think that's kind of been the biggest difference is you know, going to the SWAC, you get to play everybody and you really know where you stand um, when you get into the SWAC conference. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Kelvin, go ahead. Uh, Reagan, and uh, I guess Coach can answer this afterwards too if she wants to. But uh, what do you think is the team's strength? What was it that, you know, allowed, a, allowed the team to be successful and to go undefeated uh, in the SWAC? You know, what What do y'all do well or uh, lay your head on? Um, I think the biggest thing about our team is, like, just our competitiveness. Like, we never give up no matter what the circumstances are or, you know, how tough the matches are. So that's kind of what put us – ahead of the other teams this year was just the fight that we had as a team and how everybody, you know, bought into the goal and fought for every match. Yeah, Reagan basically said it. I mean, all right, coach. Yeah, I was about to say Reagan really kind of um, spoke well on that um, because they everybody on the team is very competitive. Um, they hate to lose. And I think as a team, you know, when you have people that hate to lose, they're going to find a way to win. And that's how, you know, they want to compete. And so when you're doing that in practice, it's kind of make it a little bit easier when you get into matches. So um, I think all the young ladies um, love to compete and they always want to find a way to win their matches. And like she said, had, and, and make sure that we accomplish the, the goals at hand. Okay. All right. Marcus, I'll give you the last uh, question for, for either Reagan and or Coach Nikki. All right. Uh, well, I was going to ask, I know you still have the tournament seedings coming up for the NCAAs, but what are your early prognostications for 2023 for the team? Is that for me or Coach? Well, for both of you. Uh, looking for even though looking towards next season. Well, let me switch it up a little bit. Let me flip it like this. What can we do as FAMUNs to help your program grow to get to the point where you want continue where you want to be? Um, How about that for Coach, Coach, uh, Coach Nikki? Why we'll is Coach Nikki that? <laughs> you trying to throw me out there, Reagan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coach Nikki can answer that question. What? <laughs> yeah, you got it. Um, you, you said what are the goals for for next year? Well, goals for next year, but then also <laughs> added in terms of in terms of um, what can we do to continue to support your program to get it to continue to grow? Oh yeah, I mean, like like I said before, last time I was on the show is you know you know always come out and support us anytime anywhere that we are any you know word that we're playing. Um, if y'all can come out and support. 
Um, we always are looking for donations, you know, that, that always helps us um, become um, better, um, get the things that we need to be, you know, even better um, each, each year. So um, I think those two um, things of, you know, make sure that we can get out and donate to the program and then just come out there and support because we love the support. The more we have people to support us and know the game of tennis, I think we'll become better. Okay. Thank you. Do do y'all do y'all get LeBron uniforms, Coach? Nah, I mean, he don't, he don't make tennis uniforms. Um, so if he start doing that, you know, you can call us. You know, we can get let him know what. <laughs> okay. All All right. Right. I did learn one thing. I did <laughs> learn when I was looking up the information on, on college tennis this weekend, watching, was that apparently you can cheer on college tennis, and they kind of hush hush that on on the professional level. So I did not realize that. Yeah. So that only underscores your point even more about having Rattler show up to all the matches because you can actually express your joy when you guys get those aces and get good returns. Yeah, especially in our championship. We want to thank everybody that came out and supported us um, through the championship because it did help, um, especially um, against Jackson State when they had their men's program yelling. Our fans was there and supported, and I think they helped our young ladies a lot. Um, Reagan, I want to give you an opportunity with the last word, any final, uh, any shout outs or anything you want to let Rattler Nation know, uh, here as we, as we close up this segment with, uh, you and coach Nikki. Um, I just want to say thank you to the student body and all the alumni that came to support us throughout the season, whether it was in person or on social media. You know, it really meant a lot for our team, and I hope that we can still have the same support next season. Oh no, no doubt. I I I feel you guys are you guys are a uh, I'm calling it y'all champions. Y'all champions. Hey, y'all, y'all champions. We, we we ain't got no choice. We got to support you. We support. We support champions. I mean, you know, I, I, without with, without a without any hesitation. I mean, we support champions, and so I mean, you guys got our support. Um, you know, and, and hopefully, uh, we can't wait to see you know those nice rings. But uh, y'all got some work to do. Season's not over. We we talking all this. The season's not over. You know, we want y'all to you know and and like I said, enjoy it for forty eight hours, and then back on the courts, man. We want to. We want to be able to celebrate y'all on that run to the uh, what, where they, the USTA National Park down here in Orlando, where I'm at. I, I want to see y'all play down here. So, uh, right. yeah, you guys got to definitely win a couple of uh, win a couple of matches uh, as a team, and and then get to Orlando. So, I don't know how many you got to. I think you got to win what maybe two in two. the uh, first. Yeah, the, the sixty four and the thirty two. It's real funny how everything looks like the basketball tournament nowadays. Every every sport looks like the, the 64. It's just like the NCAA figured something out. It's like, oh, we'll make everything look like the NCAA tournament. Everybody loves it. So we'll just make everything look like that. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So uh, when is that watch party again, coach? Uh, just to let Rattler Nation know. And I don't know, are they playing in the, to do something live like they've done it for, for our other teams that have gone on to the playoffs? Yes, they are going to be doing it. It is on Monday at 6 p.m. We don't know the details yet. They are working on it, trying to find a place and everything like that. But once 
we find that out, we'll definitely get it out to the, our supporters. Okay. All right. All right. Well, again, uh, Coach, congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for your time coming on. Uh, Reagan, congratulations winning that uh, championship point. Uh, the tournament MVP being uh, first team all swag. Congratulations to you and all your teammates. And uh, continued success, good health, and uh, we we've enjoyed watching, and we 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 we're waiting to see the story's not over. So we we want to see what the next uh, few pages or several pages uh, look like. So uh, we'll be supporting uh, Reagan. What's your social media so people can find you and follow you on uh, wherever you're at on social media? Um, my Instagram is Reagan Harris with two underscores. Two underscores on the end. All right. All right. So that's Reagan Harris, two underscores on the end. Not to be confused with Reagan Harris, who's got like one underscore. Don't don't mess that up. So you know. <laughs> 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 that's all right, though. That's all right. Uh, Coach, you anywhere? You out on social media yet? You, come on. It's time for you to get there, Coach. Where you at? No, I'm on social media, but I can't even tell you what my IG handle is. <laughs> I'm there, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> He sound like me, coach. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, hey, again, thank you, Reagan. Thank you, Coach Nikki. Um, congratulations on the SWAC championship. First tennis championship since 1997. Uh, first in the SWAC in year two in the SWAC. And uh, the, the women's programs keep getting it done, boy. The women's program. Yeah. Yes. Get it done. Come on, yes, fellas. Sir. Yes, sir. Step the game up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Women. the women. Ladies do it right. La All ladies right. foul. Ladies foul. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Hey, uh, let's get ready to take a break. Come back with our next guest on the other side. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Thank you. Supermarket sushi. Thank really? you. Thank you no. for having Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working standard protection that's never not working head and shoulder scalp shield technology it's never too early to plant the seed to share the tradition and instill a sense of pride in your hbcu with your little ones hbcu pride and joy children's boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite hbcu Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. This is Brian Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. When you're looking for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics, there's only one place to go. 
Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian, Marcus, Kelvin, and soon we'll be joined by Kenya Sykes, who will be joining us uh, coming up here shortly. Uh, again, SWAC champions, ladies and gentlemen. There they are. Uh, our beloved FAMU tennis team, uh, just in case you you didn't know. Uh, of course, we defeated Jackson State four games to two. Uh, tournament most valuable player again was Reagan Harris, who we just met. Of uh, Coach uh, Coach Nikki uh, won the Coach of the Year, and also on the All Tournament team, you had Sierra Sandy, Rebecca Gaines, and Reagan Harris uh, that were part of the All Tournament team. Of course, Reagan most valuable player. Needless to be said. Um, and so there's, there's a uh, Reagan there with what both of those with the hardware, uh, not only for tournament MVP, um, and, uh, the championship trophy, uh, Sarah Rakim, of course, Sarah was the SWAC player of the year, regular season player of the year, uh, not to be under, understated, um, you know, she was the uh, conference player of the year. We also had the freshman of the year with Genesis uh, Whitelock. Um, just an all-around outstanding job. And, you know, when we get to talking about just all-conference honors, um, you see their various positions uh, where we had the uh, singles first team, Rebecca Gaines. Uh, we had the singles Position two, which was second team, Veronica Rodriguez. And then you saw in position three, you had Sarah. And then Reagan was position six. So, again, when we talk about it should not be understated the how young this team is. Mm -hmm. Again, I mean, three sophomores, three freshmen are the – I mean, that's primary – the primary – six of the primary players are um, – our freshmen, freshmen and sophomores. sophomores. Mm -hmm. um, we have one grad to... student, so we uh, may just be rotating one stu person out. Well, right. I mean, but, you know, Claudia, um, uh, I want to say her name right. Uh, I believe it's Sumaya. She's the grad student. Mm -hmm. And Susan uh, Salinas is the junior. But I, I don't – I know – I don't think uh, uh, now – Claudia may play doubles. I don't think she's in the top six. And um, Susan 
Uh, I'm not sure she's in the top six as well, but she may play doubles as well. But but I'm just, I mean, you just, the, the core, the core. I mean, what we're talking about is, talk about being ahead of schedule. <laughs> that's that's mm-hmm. really what we're what we're talking about, right? We're talking about a group that's that's definitely ahead of schedule. So, um, well, yeah, gotta... but the, even the team last year made it to the semis, so they had a good foundation to to start off from. And then she just brought in. T- I remember when uh, Rebecca Gaines was signed because I happened to see that on social media, and she was I can't remember the ranking. It was like a top one hundred, I think, in regional rankings. But I did not catch, and you know, of course, for for tennis and some Olympic sports, it may not be as publicized about other signings. But the other two freshmen, I mean, just took it over the top. Okay, okay. Um, can uh, can one of uh, can I've sent, can one of you uh, kind of uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it over to you for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus and Kelvin, maybe we can, uh, talk a little bit about, uh, maybe one of the other agendas. I'm going to, I'm going to send some info over to Kenya to get her set up. So I'm going to, so if you guys can go ahead and get us going here with the, uh, w- with the next item here. Well, uh, let's, let's jump into, uh, recruiting, uh, Marcus, if you prepare to do so, yes. uh, yes. football, we, we had, uh, about four signees. Uh, commitments rather so uh kind of talk about uh some of the commitments we picked up in football well, i think the the biggest one that caused the most excitement was the transfer uh, offensive lineman from lsu i don't remember remember if we talked about it last week but uh i mean he's a big boy coming in and i know coach simmons i caught a little bit of of the 220 club today and he talked about having a better run game and he's starting off, you know, getting all that beef up front and having a lot of, a lot of folks come in that'll help to sustain that running game. So we're looking forward to, I believe it's uh, Cardell Thomas. I believe that's uh-huh. the name yes. from you. Uh, the next one, and I don't know, we may, may not have talked about it. Uh, we did get a, we didn't talk about, yeah, we didn't talk about a tackle. Yes. Either transfer from Tarleton State, which is another FCS school, I believe, to compete in the, um, gosh, Southland Conference. So, and I don't, I don't want to mess his name up. Uh, let me see. I think I have it right here. Make sure I get the pronunciation right. Mm, well. I believe uh, Mr. Robertson, Robertson, he's a big boy, and he came on an official visit at the same time as Isaiah Pedak, I believe a couple, few weeks ago. So it wasn't, wasn't on the spring game day, but I yeah. think it was a few weeks before. And they, and Isaiah Pedak is another transfer defensive lineman that committed, and so Mr. Robertson committed, uh, McCody Robertson, yes, and from Tarleton State, and so he's coming in, big boy. So once again looking at beefing up the lines, and I think that will make us real competitive. Well, continue to make us competitive. And uh, as we talked about earlier, in the signing day, it was kind of conspicuous by the absence of the number of defensive tackles, but we've more than made up for that with the offers and some of the verbal commitments that we've had 
post signing day. So we've had at least two uh, defensive tackles that have, have uh, come on. Uh, the third verbal commitment that we received from a kicker. And so we have uh, a gentleman from Stetson uh, coming over uh -huh. as a graduate transfer, uh, Cameron Gillis. And I believe he was one of the four that may have been on an official visit uh, this yeah. past, well, not this weekend, but an official visit during our April 15th spring game. And so we're looking to bolster up. Looks like we're adding experience for our, from our kicking game. We do have the signee, Michael Smith, from the Tallahassee area from McClay. But between the punter uh, that came that uh, transferred in from Eastern Illinois, or Trey, Troy, Will Hoyt. Trey Will Hoyt, uh, and yeah. then uh, Mr. Gillis coming over, we'll have some experience at both place kicking and punting. And the last commitment, uh, the last one that I remember seeing was a, a wide receiver. High school. Well, yes. yes, he was a, his commitment graphic mentioned quarterback. But when you look up his stats and look up his uh, his tape, he's playing wide receiver. I don't know if he was an athlete that flipped back and forth or had special plays. Uh, Kyle Fitzgerald uh, out of St. Xavier in Cincinnati, Ohio. And typically they're a power. They had a down year this year. They're yeah, they're um, they're typically in the playoffs. They play in, I believe, Division One in the state of Ohio, oh, yeah. and so he's a big receiver. He's about six three, two hundred pounds, and so uh -huh. I'm wondering. I don't know if he's a burner quite say, but if he's more like like a Muhammad Sanu, if you will, uh, in the as far as a pro counterpart, or maybe a Keyshawn Johnson or something like that. Not a super burner, but a big body that can catch balls in traffic and hard to bring down. So it'll be interesting to see. And as you can see, and I was thinking about you, Kelvin, when I saw him, that he didn't have a lot of hoopla and accolades, but in your spring grain review, you mentioned the twins out of Murfreesboro, Tennessee, uh, Chase and Chandler Lily. Lily. And you yeah. mentioned one that really stood out. And this may be part of that developmental program where uh, Coach Riz and Coach Simmons and the whole staff are finding diamonds in the rough that can be developmental players, and after some seasoning, maybe a year or two, just break out. So I'm a, I'm ex expecting a similar because I didn't see a whole lot of accolades for whatever reason for Kyle Fitzgerald, but just based on his physical body size and the development under under our new wide receiver coach, um, Coach Carter, they see something there. And just can't wait to see how he develops when he gets on campus. Yeah, the one thing I, I say with uh, the, the people that we've uh, brought on um, experience uh, outside of uh, the wide receiver, everybody else has played uh, some minutes and, and coming from um, the, the FC, the Division One level, FCS or FBS mm -hmm. level. So, uh, as a coach I always say, leave no doubt. They're not leaving no any doubt. They're addressing all the needs that there. We already deep and got a lot of depth, a lot of places. We talked about defensive tackle being that one area where, you know, we seem to uh, could use some 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 more depth. And we brought in two six four guys who are around two eighty five, uh, two uh, one. Well, one is three three something, three oh five three somewhere around. Yeah, Cody Robertson's a big boy. He's yeah. He's not moving unless he wants to move. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
So um, they, they, they are not leaving no doubt right now, man. So uh, I think Coach mentioned about, you know, making sure that the guys have a good – now that we've gotten through spring with, with pretty much no injuries and guys are healthy, uh, make sure that they, they do what they need to do in the classroom and um, the offseason. Oh, one more. We did get a verbal commitment uh, today from oh, – gosh, Zaron Tobe? Toby? Yes, cornerback, DB. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name wrong correctly, so you know, forgive me for that. But we actually offered him in December of 2021, and he's a transfer from Fort Scott College at the time, and apparently Fort Scott uh, College out in Kansas they uh, disbanded their football program. I want to say fall of 2021, so he's looking for a home, and he eventually signed with FAU with Florida Atlantic, and I guess he after spring break or after uh, spring practice this spring he decided he wanted to get in the portal and he took us up on our offer and now he's interesting in only because he's a class of 2020 high school graduate and like i mentioned he went juco but he was a teammate of lovey jenkins at okoe high school down in central florida and probably a year or two uh yeah, younger than the two Bola brothers. So there seems to be a little, there seems to be an Okoe connection as it relates to transfers. And so, yeah, he's about 6'2", 200, as you mentioned, and he's coming in with some experience as well. All right. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff there, fellas. Let's go ahead and bring in our next guest. Uh, joining us first time into the ONG Strike Zone, Kenya Sykes. What up? <laughs> What's happening? How y'all doing? Can y'all hear me? We can. Yeah, super rallo. We can hear you. Hey, super rallo. Hey, hey, you trying to try to impress Kelvin. I'm trying to impress Kelvin. <laughs> my role model here. You did surpass me. <laughs> no, no. Not at all. How y'all brothers doing? Hey, we doing, doing well. good. Doing well. Thank you. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for just uh, all your generosity, all your support of this show since since day one you you have uh been a big supporter of uh the ong and so uh thank you for that first and foremost um for those who don't know let, let's let's get into the let's do the background stuff right, let us know <laughs> let us let the people know who don't know right. how you found your way to famu where you from uh the years on the yard if you if you care to share um, but you know, I, I know you're, you're a Humphreys rattler, so it's all good. Yeah. So go, go ahead and get, give us, give, give the people a little background on you. All right. Well, I'm from the itty bitty, better known as plant city, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, you know, I, I basically grew up going to the Florida classic in Tampa. Right. Every year I'm a uh, student of Project Upward Bound. So that was the thing we look forward to every single year. Um, the program took us as high school students, junior high students. And I just fell in love. I thought I was going to be I wanted to be on the symbol. Right. That's what I thought. I was going to join the hundred, do the symbol. Till I got to FAMU. But, you know, I uh, had never stepped foot on the campus. So my only interactions was every year going to the Florida classes. And FAMU was everything, right? And everyone in Tampa, everyone wanted to go to FAMU. And so, you know, when I got the, finally got the opportunity to go, it was just everything that I imagined, blew my mind away, right? 
And 30 years later, 31 years later, you see I'm here trying to recreate, (laughs) (laughs) bring some of that family spirit here to New York. Because people don't, you know, they don't know about how we do it down south. And so um, that's kind of my journey. I came in 1991, fall 91, SBI, graduated 1995, a county major. And right after that, I got shipped to Minneapolis, right? So I ended up getting hired and went up to Minneapolis and joined the Twin Cities Rattlers and ended up being the president of that chapter for a while. Um, And then leaving there to go to grad school in Philadelphia a few years. And then made my way finally to New York. And so I've been here in New York since 2005. All right. All right. Um, so you, so give, give, give what is the, the landscape or what, what, it, who are the other uh, vocal, I won't even say dominant, but the other vocal uh, HBCU alums or groups that are in the area. Now you you said you're in New York, oh, right? Are, yeah. Are, I'm are in you, New York. Are you, are you in like the Manhattan, one of the boroughs? Or are you kind of up upper state? Mm-hmm. I'm actually in Queens. Okay. And so you're so I'm in okay. I'm in the okay. boroughs. And so I was I was actually in the New York alumni chapter. I'm sorry, see I'm a Delta, so I have to alumni, <laughs> sorry. Alumni <laughs> chapter. So I was in the New York City chapter for for a minute. And I still, you know, work with them quite a bit. But um, just last year, we actually chartered for the first time the Long Island chapter. And so okay. I had an opportunity to become a charter member of the Long Island alumni chapter. And so I'm a part of that chapter right now as well, because I live here in Queens. So I'm right here on the Long Island border. So I have like one foot. I literally I go across the highway. I'm in Long Island. Okay. Okay. And so, uh, so, so, I mean, there's a, look, so there is a, there is a strong contingent of Rattlers in the New York, uh, area. Um, Mm -hmm. and when's the last time we have played in that area? Wow, that's a Mike Reed question. We I, 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 I'm, I'm going to get a text. I'm going to get a text in a minute. Mike Reed, I know yeah, you're watching. That's, that's What's a, Mike, Mike Reed been trying to get that game back. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. And, um, you know, that game actually went away for a few years, and they, they, they brought it back last year, right? Last year was the first time after I think it had been away for about four years, so even pre-COVID. But it's been a while since then, not since I've lived here. So, and I've been here 18 years. Um, so that was, that, that predated me the last time, Sam, you actually played in that game. So that I said, Mike been trying to get, the, <laughs> that's what Mike Reed, he's been trying to get that game back up here for the longest. So yeah. maybe we could make it happen because we do, we have, a, we have a lot of Rattlers in this area between, you know, between the boroughs and Long Island, uh, quite a few Rattlers reside here in the state. All right. All right. Go ahead, Kelvin. So uh, when you was in a, in a, the Twin Cities, <laughs> you know, you, I, I know I know you knew some of my my kinfolk out that way. It was, it was, oh yeah, that's all yeah, Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vicky, yeah, Phil, Vic, and all that crew. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jock Metals, Jock Metals was out that way too oh, back then, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Y'all had a y'all had a really strong um, group back back in those days, man. Y'all were really active too. And and it's good to see, and it's good to see that you still active. 
how long you been collecting and and and, and buying? And I, I know you got a. I know you like me. You got a fan cave. You got you got so much stuff. That I'm pretty sure some of still in storage and so forth. But how, how long have you? How long have you been building your stash? And just talk about you know a few of the things that you're really proud of that you've collected family family paraphernalia or uh, gear. Absolutely. I've been, you know how it is. Um, uh, one thing coming to New York from Florida, you go from space like this to space like this, right? And so um, not a lot, of, not a lot of space up here. So I've been collecting things here and there for years, right? And it's been in storage or it's been up in the attic or something like that. And just, I was like, one day, right? One day, I'm going to have somewhere. And so the room that I show you, that used to be my home office. And so I still didn't really have a place to put it. And so what I did is um, COVID, because of COVID, I had to get out the house. So <laughs> I went and leased the office after COVID. And so that finally freed up this space. And it was it was just an open room. I was like, okay, now now's my opportunity. So I just started grabbing all that stuff that I've been collecting over the years from see the jersey there. We had we had a discussion about that jersey. That jersey been sitting in a bag for like five years. Since Milton over was here, right? Um, and just I just knew I wanted to do it one day, and, and just finally got an opportunity to do it. And now I'm just kind of it's my pet project. That's what I was telling Marcus. So it's not done. It's a work in progress. But um, you know, I'm proud of it. I was really happy, and, and it makes me feel closer to the university, right? And it keeps that that especially here in New York. You know, I can't make it to all the games and stuff like that. So this is my slice of family in New York. Man, did you paint? <laughs> hey, did you paint the walls green yourself? Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. Hey, that, that's <laughs> a pretty. On, got on the app. Got on the app. <laughs> I was gonna say that was a that was a that's a pretty good color of green. Is there a specific yeah. is there a specific paint color combination that you looked up to get that green? I mean, because that's pretty good. No, I tell you what, in one of those pictures, you'll see a chair. Um, and I had this empty space, and I, I kept looking at chairs. I just didn't, because the chair was kind of the main thing. You got to have this chair with this TV. And one day, I was, I was driving, and it was an office building close to my office, and they threw out this chair, and it was literally by the dumpster. That's that green chair right there, right? It was black. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is perfect. This is what I need. I literally got out, jumped out the car, went to the dumpster, carried the, the chair, put it in the car, and then I went to an upholstery shop, right? So I get to the upholstery shop, and I tell the guy, okay, I, want it, I know I want green. He finds this green, and it's amazing. And I'm like, this is perfect. He, he did the chair. I took that swatch he gave me, took it to Home Depot. They matched it up. And it was, and I came back, and like the next day, I hired this guy to paint the room, and that's kind of what set off this whole, this whole thing. And grabbed the boxes out the attic, yeah. and like, oh, I finally have it now. So it, it came out. I could, I couldn't be happier with how it came out. Yeah, yeah. You see, I had to put coats down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a, uh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah go ahead, uh, go ahead, Marcus. Now, I'm going to say this. Now, don't <laughs> sleep. Now, you said you didn't get into too many games, but I remember seeing you at the Morgan State game when I saw KR oh, FAMU. Yes! Yes! 
And I didn't know you at the time, but we looked at each other like, mm, I know I might know that person. <laughs> and this was, was it 2019 when it was freezing cold. It was the it game was where um, Ryan Stanley. I, I, I did I did the same thing, Marcus. I looked at it like you look familiar. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, that's a, now that's the thing about it. People don't realize when the games were in this area, we traveled. Mm-hmm. Yes. Those were travel games. And so, I mean, we took we took vans to go to Howard. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to, we used to rent the cars to go to Delaware. I actually caught the mega bus to that Morgan State game. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it. Do y'all, y'all have mega Oh, yeah. Bus yes. Yeah. Yes. I, caught the, I caught the mega bus to Baltimore for that game. And it was, yeah, it was great. We, we got, we pulled out the win, but that was me. <laughs> okay, it was cold. It was cold. Now I want to ask you. Now I noticed sure. I saw the the FAMU um, hard hat, and actually, yeah. if that's what I think, because myself and another college engineering person had I that saw, like, yeah, I, I saw two or three years ago. <laughs> but I wanted to ask. I got you, like what? three of them. There's the hard hat. Is it? You're talking about the hard hat right there. Yeah. In that picture, right? Yep. Yeah. In the college engineering, we had a, a we did a fundraiser. Uh, for the College of Engineering, with uh, we actually got with one of the approved vendors, and they did that helmet for that uh, hard yeah. hat for us. But I wanted to ask you, what is the most unique piece that you have? Uh, well, I have the Monopoly game, but that's not unique. Unique. This company that I found on Instagram, it's called College Builds, and they actually came out with a build edition of of like historic buildings at college campuses and they have one of of the black archives and so it's like a build set i'm I'm scared to open the box i'm like i'm gonna have to buy a new one i don't want to take it out of the box (laughs) but (laughs) but i think that's the most unique thing i found Mm. that and um yeah see that it's actually that one on the shelf at the bottom down there it's kind of hard to see but that's kind of the most unique item because I was very surprised. I was happy to see eight companies doing HBCU building and a build a box like that. Cause that's a great opportunity to, you know, introduce the university to kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is that monopoly game that's, that's never going to come out the box. So I don't know how it look on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never opening it. <laughs> That is all right. And I think I see those fan you dunks in the background too. Yeah, you know the story behind that. That was um, no. that was the Southern Oh, that was the Southern Tell game. Okay. Yeah, that's, so the Southern game at the end, and that's the picture I, I had just left Kofi. Me and Kofi were talking. And I was like, Oh, okay, I gotta catch Xavier. And so they were before they went in the locker room. And my whole thing was like, I'm gonna get Xavier and um and Isaiah's signature. Couldn't find Isaiah, but I saw um, Xavier. And I literally was like, I got these dunks. I want you to sign them. He was with his parent, his mom. And he was so gracious to me. He yeah. like, he literally like, great guy. boom, stopped everything, everything. His mom's family was great. He yeah. signed them. I took a video of it. And I told him. And I literally like walked off the field. Didn't even put the shoe back on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll never wear these shoes again. So I got back. They been, they were sitting in the closet for a minute, and I found a box at Amazon. I was like, they're going in that box. I'm never wearing those shoes. So that guy's a family legend. So it's not a it's not about just about having that memorabilia and seeing yeah. 
having the opportunity to see this guy just do his thing for us. And I appreciate him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, just hearing about the journey and how – uh, how easy, well, and, and I say this relatively, how, how easy and supportive the Northeast fan base was when we were in the MEAC. Yeah. Um, I, I know a lot of people uh, in the South look at, hey, the move to the SWAC made more sense economically, mm-hmm. but yeah. it impacted a large fan base that we have because we are a, we are a national brand. And we yeah. have a national fan base. We have a national alumni group. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, what was your uh, what was what was your take or your thoughts when we made the move from the MEAC to the SWAT a couple years ago? I actually loved it. Okay. I, and I'll tell you the truth, Marcus. You remember that game? We probably outnumbered the fans. Mm-hmm. Same thing when yeah. we went to Howard. When we went to Howard, we outnumbered the fans in Howard. You would think it was value. We went to Delaware State. We outnumbered the fans. And so while it's close in proximity, we want the games. We want the fanfare. We want the experience. You know, and the SWAC just brings something different. So I was really excited when we went to the SWAC because I want to see the 100. You know, I want the 100 to be able to travel. They can't travel all the way up here, Right. And so while we get the football team, we don't get the rest of the, the magic. We don't get the cheerleaders or venom and all of these things, whereas it's easier for them to travel in the SWAT, right? And so for us, we want the game day experience. And we have money up here. You know, you can't be up here without money, right? So <laughs> we, we, we can travel. We travel. <laughs> so we're okay, but those games, like, look, we we going, we're both sides of the field, you know. Um, the MEAC just wasn't a great basketball conference, but they just don't support football enough. And I'm from Florida originally. I come from a football family. And so just having that type of, um, uh, you know, lack of fan support for, the, for their own schools. Yeah, I just prefer to be in this way. So I've, I've been very excited when we moved. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um, I, I think one of the other, one, and, and it just brings me to that thought. And like I said, I know mm-hmm. in all of us talk and know Mike Reed and, uh, we, we, and I, well, I, I only mentioned it because, you know, one of the things that's running around right now, and I shouldn't say running around because I actually know the people who are helping to kind of put this out mm-hmm. there, this, this proposal or the idea about FAMU potentially playing Grambling in Las Vegas uh, as an opportunity, but I would, what would you, what would you say to the idea of FAMU playing an annual game in some places that we haven't been in a while? For example, New York, um, even uh, DC, uh, some areas where we know there's a large base of FAMUans uh, in the Northeast. I know everybody wants to get back to Atlanta. Hey, guess what? That's mm-hmm. coming next year. So everybody calm down, relax. You're, you'll be in Atlanta next year, although it won't be indoors like you want it to be. Um, what, what's just your, your, your thought on, on, on those opportunities and, and the best way that that should happen? You know, how, how do we make something like mm-hmm. that happen and be a positive for everybody? I mean, I actually agree with it. Um, I would love to see us back in New York because in this tri-state area, I remember I was in Philadelphia too first. 
So there's a lot of rattlers in Philly. There's a lot of rattlers in the DMV area. There are a lot of rattlers up here. Um, not only that, there's a lot of support. So the kids are interested, but they don't have the same information. They all know Howard, right? They all know Howard and those A&T because those are the schools that, you know, have more proximity to them. But when, I, when I've done college fairs up here, we get so much attention. Our tables are always jumping. Those kids are really drawn to us. So if we can get something and bring all that FAMU magic to a classic up here, I think that would just really open this area up for us once again. Because like you said, it's been decades since we played a game up here. I mean, we did play the Temple game. I went to that when we made that jump that one year. Ooh, that, um, was, that was a hurricane. But that was, yeah, that was a little different though. When we were in the link and it was a little different. But something where it's two HBCUs, like meeting in the Met, like, you know, what, what they did with the HBCU Classic. If we could get in a game like that, that opens this region up for us tremendously, right? Because now we could bring that magic. We're always telling people the magic. They feel the magic. But if they could actually experience it, a piece of that for themselves, we'll open this market up for, for decades and generations. And so we need to really start, and that's why I do agree with Mike, because we have a national brand. We don't have a regional brand. We have a national brand. But in order to cultivate that, we're going to have to literally go out and invest in those areas and open up those markets for ourselves. So we're in a league of our own. We can't wait for other HBCUs. We have a unique opportunity because of the brand that we have that we can go out and literally open up some new markets for ourselves. Great point. Great point. Go ahead, uh, Kelvin. So um, to, to, to that discussion, um, you know, right now the uh, Me at Sweat Challenge, as well as the Celebration Bowls, both in Atlanta right now, I think it, <clears throat> to tie that in, maybe if we could change one of those games, either the, the game before the season or the game at the end of the season to a market like uh, New York, we've, you know, I think that would be awesome, you know. Um, so I, hopefully, planting that I'm planting that seed now with the powers that I like be. That. <laughs> but, or Chicago, go back yeah. to Chicago, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but to continue down this road, um, you, you such a uh, worker bee for fam. You, um, like I, I call you a super fan, but you, like you say, you've led, um, been over um, uh, alumni chapters. Uh, of course, you travel, you know, to support the teams and so forth. You, you know, I know you've got some things doing with the foundation. What is your message to Rattler Nation in terms of uh, making sure that we make sure that FAMU and their students have what they need in order to be successful? Mm-hmm. My message is to give. It's very simple, right? And it, And people think, oh, I don't have a lot to give. It's about consistent giving right? We saw, we saw President Obama basically win with small donations. They weren't huge donations, but they were small, consistent donations. So I encourage Rattlers, which is when we did the Black Dollar Giving Day that, that I mentioned before, and Marcus, thank you for the gift. Um, it was to, to get people trained to, you don't have to give $1,000, but guess what? If you give $25, $50 a month, that adds up. That's six hundred dollars at the end of the year, right? That stuff adds up. So don't get in, don't get locked in your head that I don't have two thousand dollars to give. I can't do that. 
But guess what I could do? I could give $20 a month consistently. That adds up, right? And then I don't uh -huh. miss $20. And that's the thing, too much, to whom much is given, much is required, right? Just was talking about that earlier. We all have, have benefit, benefited tremendously from FAMU. And we just had a wonderful giving day, but less than 2,000 people gave. We have 80,000 rappers. Mm, so we, right, we right. always talking about we brag different, but we don't give different. Mm. And we want so much, and we have such high expectations, but we don't follow Preach. it with, with our investment. And there you, again, go. you don't have it doesn't have to be a lot, but if all of us did a small part, it adds up, right? It adds if we had ten thousand people consistently giving twenty dollars every month, come on. Wow, wow. Come on. Not Great a lot. message. Ten thousand, not a mm -hmm. lot of people, right? Yeah. That's a good message. Um I I, I read the I think the and I bookmarked this quote from uh it's from coach simmons uh the only thing that separates hbcu football programs and pwi programs is money money that's it that's it, that's it. It's, a, it's the same thing with businesses right black businesses need capital it's always our community lags a lot in in that but we have money yeah. Black people have money now. Don't think black people don't have money. Yeah. <laughs> don't let them tell you that. Don't let them, <laughs> don't let them tell you we don't have money. No, 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 that, no. that's why. I, yeah, hey, that's no. why. That's why advertisers. <laughs> when we talk yeah, about money. this, this, uh, this, these TV rights and and yep. getting on television. I mean, uh, or or streaming, and and there are advertising companies that make. Yeah. Or there are there are businesses that advertise that make a lot of money off of us spending. Everybody, everybody and eats off of us. Yes, yeah. yes, and then we. So we have to have more people forcing those businesses to spend with groups that if they if they broadcast black college athletic events, they got to spend their money there. So that money can go back to the universities and those athletic budgets, and and that trickle down comes back. So yeah, you said it. You said it right there. You said it right there. That's it. That's it. Uh, Kenya, let people know where they can find you. I mean, you know, you're out there. So I mean, most you people know, know but but just that. just in case you didn't know, let people know. And and then maybe tell us maybe something that you're working on or looking forward to here as the summer's approaching, uh, that maybe we should be aware of. Okay. Um, I'm on Twitter. That's where I play these days on Twitter. Uh, that's at the diplomat 13. That's my Twitter handle. I am on Instagram and Facebook, regular name, Kenya M. Sykes. So you can follow me there. Uh, one of the things that I'm, I'm working to get back started is the black dollar giving day. Right. And I told you a little bit about that, that, um, I, my partner who used to do this with me, Selena Thomas, Thomas, she passed yeah. away. And so that kind of, yeah. that, that, that impacted me quite a bit. Right. And since then, you know, we still have people giving and the fund's been building up. And so we want, I want to get that restarted and I want to do something in her name. And so that's kind of where my head is right now. And I'm going to use the summer to really focus on trying to get that back on track. All right. All right. That's great. That's great. Um, well, I, I know when, when that, uh, you know, you, you'll let us know and whenever and whatever we can do to help, you know, we all in. All in. All in. Selena, Selena was a friend of, of ours, too. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So, so I mean, look, uh, that's that's uh, celebrating champions. I mean, we're celebrating each other. We're celebrating family. Derby champions, baby. Ah, there's a shirt. Yes, Derby it is. champions all day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well said. Well timed. Um, all right. So, folks, if you're not following Kenya, please go follow. You, you should be. You should be following her out there uh on twitter and uh find her on instagram and uh let's let's find a way to keep keep the the wheels moving you know and uh every month we should be thinking of something and we just gonna bit by bit you know we're gonna do more with more kenya as our good friend kofi said and uh we got to do more with more so Thank you, brothers. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Love yeah. the room. I, I, I love hey personally, personal love was the <laughs> was the floor mat, the basketball floor mat. I don't, I don't know where you got it from. I feel like I gotta I have I, got <laughs> I know I feel like I gotta get one of those in my school. That way, you know, I can keep I gotta keep telling these kids, you know, and then uh, whatever. So all right, hey uh, <laughs> Kenya, thank you for your time tonight. Appreciate you. Thank Absolutely. you. Appreciate you, brother. Y'all keep doing your thing. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Kenya Sykes, thank you for joining us. Uh, fellas, I'm, I'm not even going to bother taking a break uh, because I know we want to keep it going. And I would, you know, I know, you know, I like to go into overtime, but I'm going to try to be, <laughs> I'm going to try to be wise today. Uh, oh, you, not you, you hey uh all right so i'm gonna just run down let's go through some let's just run through some different things here while we're here towards the end of the show um things just random also we got the rattler roundup talk about what's upcoming here for the upcoming week um the ras which um i forgot God, don't, I relative forgot. athletic score Thank i'm not sure what website score. yeah uh uh kent lee platt plate Whatever he uh, he's the owner, one of the creators. Uh, basically, had put together the RAS on Isaiah Land, in which he scored an eight point six zero. There you can see it a little bit closer, the eight point six zero, which actually puts um, put Land in the out of let me see out of a possible ten point score. Okay. Um, Land score of 8.60 ranked. Now listen to this number. 372 out of 2,648 linebackers graded from 1987. So that was in the middle of the Lawrence Taylor days, correct? 87 Mm -hmm. to 2023. I don't know what percentile that is. Somebody with some quick math maybe could tell me. But that's pretty good. That's top. Mm-hmm. That's probably 90%. 15? Or, or, yeah, you. I forgot you flip it the other way. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's like, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, that's an eight. <laughs> that's an eight. There you go. Yeah. Eight minus. <laughs> Um, with the draft starting tomorrow, Friday and Saturday, um, final, you guys, you guys foresee Isaiah on, um, on, uh, in round four possibly? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, well, four, four, I don't know. 
because it's going to come down to is there a team that really like them? This particular draft, they say, is heavy with edge rushers, talent. You know, it's a, it's a nice class. I know everybody's looking for one. So him being versatile, him having all the metrics and his production, uh, you know, I anticipate what determines whether he goes a little earlier, like a fourth round instead of the fifth, will probably come down to um, one of the teams who have him highly rated on the board. If they first guy isn't there anymore, uh, then, you know, they, 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 I can see them, you know, reaching back and saying, hey, all right, this guy, we got him highly rated. We need to get him before somebody jumps ahead of us and get some. So that I see the possibility there uh, right now. I, I'm anticipating a fifth round pick. The more interesting one for me is going to be um, uh, Zay Smith. I'm really interested to see if he'll get actually drafted. Um, because, you know, there you, there has been reports that there's some teams that really high on them. Um, and one of the teams that they mentioned really needs someone with his skill sets. They need that explosiveness and special team. He's like he's done special teams and all that. And he's such a good person. He got the metrics in terms of speed and, and production anyway. Uh, but he's such a great person. Uh, I just think it's important that a kid like that who did everything the right way, self-made, Produce for three years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would like to see him. He's earned it. You wouldn't be giving him. Whoever get him, I predict. Now, this one prediction I will make. Mm. Whoever get him, I believe he gonna at least make the uh, practice squad. Okay. He gonna make the. He gonna make the team. Okay. And actually, there's a good article out today on uh, in the Athletic. If for anyone has a subscription on Isaiah Land, and I did see the TDO, I think the new um, FSU beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat uh, compiled uh, the predicted predicted um, draft positions for Isaiah Land, and I think Jamie Robinson, uh, one of the um, linebacker DBs at Florida State. So he compiled all the information from various uh, draft. Uh, mock drafts from some of the major publications. I'll tell you, um, speaking as somebody who's been following the first round, uh, I I don't know how guys even project into these later rounds. Like, like people were putting mock like seven, seven, seven round mocks. You know, I don't even know how they have the, the temperament because it really is. You're like building a fantasy squad that you don't really know. I mean, you're trying to take these needs and then you're trying to match them up with this pool of players. Um, crazy. I, I don't, I, unreal. I don't, I don't know how these guys put this together. I mean, you know, you just kind of watch these people's boards and see whether you see, like I was looking at somebody's top 100 and just to see whether there was a, an HBCU name in is it no okay how about the next 200 or the next 100 um you know but and then and then we've got guys EA talking about Chris Fadul uh Jose Romo Martinez uh those are guys that you know it's not unlike a school to or a team to draft a punter or a field goal kicker but I would imagine those guys will probably be 
be free agent. free agents that'll get a chance to kind of produce or show their skill to somebody somewhere, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the draft starts. Um, by the way, just uh, just off the subject of FAMU, any, who do you guys think will go? Not should go, but will go number one tomorrow. Number one draft pick. Who do you think it'll be? A quarterback. <laughs> okay. by, by the by, the name of. I think it's gonna be the Alabama quarterback. Alabama quarterback. That that's where I would go if I'm <clears throat> if I'm I mean, Panthers got the first pick, right? They do. Panthers mm-hmm. traded for the first pick. Yeah, you you need you need a someone that who who's got the lowest risk. And to me, Bryce has the the lowest risk of the quarterbacks coming out. So uh, you know, you, you kind of to me he's a somewhat of a Jalen Hurts clone. You kind of you can develop around him. You know, he's got his capability. If if, if your offensive line ain't where it need to be yet, uh, he brings um a, a dual threat. He's not gonna take big hits. He can make the right reads and so forth. So for for a team like that. Then they in a uh, conference with what the Falcons, the Saints, and the Bucks. You know, it it could be a open, open um, comp. You know, it could be there's no dominant team no more in in that on, in in the FC South. So, so that makes sense to me. Marcus, yeah, yeah, you? I would I would agree. I mean, the Panthers. I mean, both Kelvin and I are NFC South. Um, well, Falcons fans, but we follow the NFC South. And you look, Brady retired, so there's a gap there for Tampa. Mm-hmm. Carolina's, I mean, got a revolving door in the last couple of years with the free agents they tried to bring in. The Saints are still trying to figure out everything that they need who to do. Who is the Saints quarterback? It's not Jameis, so who was it? Uh, well, he got hurt. Jameis yeah. still was, yeah, Jameis stayed up, but he got hurt. Mm-hmm. I thought they but it was um, Taysom Hill, they, and yeah. uh, I forgot who was. There was oh, somebody. The, oh, I think they had um. The kid Derek Carr was it Derek Carr? And they no. bring in Derek Carr. Oh, yeah, they did bring him in. They, they did, did bring, bring in Derek in. Carr. Yeah. But before yeah, that, last year the, they had um. Oh, what was the guy's name? Red Rifle. Red. The red. The red. The red. Red Ranger. Uh, yeah, red hair. Yeah. I can't think of his name. So yeah. you're looking at. I mean, other than Derek Carr, coming over from Las Vegas to to the Saints. Nobody yeah. has an established quarterback, and everybody's trying to get yeah. that young gun. So Carolina would. Have a building block around around Bryce and just build around him, and then hopefully have well they would anticipate that they would be able to expand beyond that and build the team back up into title contention. Because right now there's nobody who's blowing the division away with all the retirements and the quarterback uh, turmoil across the various teams. So I would agree I, with that. I, and there's I'm no other player. I can't think of any other player that you know. I mean. That would go number one because I don't. There's no superior offensive tackle. There's no See, one breakout unless they, you uh, look at Willie Stroud. Anderson. See, well, yeah, I mean the two they, quarterback, Stroud. quarterback, the two quarterbacks. I'm telling you, the Carol- Carolina. I got a feeling Carolina is playing the biggest smokescreen game in America, and I, I just, I don't know. I hope I'm, I hope I'm right. I'm hoping I'm right for various reasons. Uh, I hope I'm right because I just. It is so front-loaded with all the talk about Bryce Young. I just, I'm just 
They just take. I hope you're right. Hey, as a Falcons fan, I hope you're right too. Why you? Oh hell! You you think that? You, CJ, so CJ Stroud just, can, can, can no, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm not hating on CJ Stroud, but all yeah, I'm, I'm saying, not. Ohio State quarterbacks ain't oh, putting no fear in nobody in the pros. Don't do that. Historically. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. Ian, but that man, Al- Alabama quarterbacks recently haven't either. That's what I was going to say. Like, you, you know, really, we're, 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 that's the funny thing about listening to all of this. Like, you're, you're people chopping. Jalen Hurts. Highest paid. Jalen Hurts is the highest paid guy. Right. I'm just saying, he's the highest paid guy now. I'm just, I'll tell you what will happen. The, the Indianapolis Colts will take uh, the, the quarterback that does not look like you or me. Uh, I'm just going to tell you that for a fact, because uh, that's what yeah. they do. That's what they do. And whatever his name is, yeah. he don't look like none of us. And that's what they'll take, because that's what they do. <laughs> um, all right. So that's a fact. Take that one to the bank. All right, let's come back. Yeah. Uh, I want to go to – I want to mention this because this came up as well. Uh, the Some renditions of the scoreboard. I know if you were at the spring game, you saw a lot of the construction going on in the north end zone. Um, of course, the Rattler Nation blog spot had put this story out back in December uh, regarding the visuals of what the scoreboard was going to look like. Um, and even Kelvin and I, we were talking because I had not seen this back then. But if you notice the height of the scoreboard, right, the, the height of the scoreboard, um, which is why they're knocking out parking that would have been up against where the north end zone is. Kelvin, you were talking about the fact that obviously, as you can see from the from the from the drawing there, that a it sits up high above what would be the tents of the north end zone and even give some room for what some bleachers you were talking about, right? Some, some maybe about what eight, 10 rows of bleachers that you could drop in right underneath that scoreboard or basically from that end zone to end zone up underneath. Is that, is that sort of the thought of what else might appear under there? Is it's being raised and moved back with the thought of expanding the 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 premium area of the north end zone, which could include uh, some some type of uh, stadium type uh, bleacher seating also. Um, so I know there's a lot of moving parts with that. Uh, the whole package will include not only uh, the scoreboard, but there'll be ribbons around Bragg Stadium on the sidelines on both sides and and on the field house. And uh, I'm not sure about the press box, but there, there, there's a ribbon system uh, with that uh, LED board. It, don't call it a scoreboard no more. That's old. Uh, is is an LED video yes, board. The, the new LED so, board, yes, the LED. And when so, you say ribbons, what you're talking about is like the 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 digital the the the, the digital um, graphics that would essentially run that if you go to a basketball arena that you would kind of see on that concourse level uh on the outer edge uh, on the on the outer frame of the uh of the stadium there you know yes. that, that's what you're kind of mm-hmm. talking about yeah okay. yes along with the pa system also uh, yes. be a part of that whole god bless it the pa system so <laughs> in total 
Now, I don't, does the PA system a part of this $3.6 million? It, it is a part of the entire package. And um, hopefully, we might have a special guest that will be able to shed some light in the coming weeks on, um, on, on, uh, on some of this construction stuff. There you go. There you go. Right. Uh, so this is – I know somebody asked this. I think this was uh, Ash, Ashton maybe had asked. Somebody asked this that this will is supposed to be ready – by August 31st. I know originally maybe September, I mean, August 31st, September 1st, we're talking in one day. So essentially it will be ready by the end of August or the first day of September, supposedly, uh, based on the, the plans and projections. So that's, that's what we're going to have. So it'll be fun uh, to see for that first home game. First home game is what? Anybody off their hands, off the top of their head, quick, 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 quick. West first Florida. home game. West Florida, yes, uh, the sixteenth, if I'm not mistaken, right? I Sometime so. after the Jackson State game, yes, sounds yes, <clears throat> sounds right, sounds right, sounds sounds in the ballpark. All right. All right, sweet, you want the concession stand, right? All right, well, you know, come on now, we... <laughs> hey, hey, let's let, let's get the let's get the video. Let's get outside. a video more PA system, eat, right? Eat, eat before you come in the game, sweet. Eat before you come in the game. <laughs> hey, sweet. Hey, sweet. Don't even come in the stadium to, to get concessions anyway. He don't get yeah. up to the second quarter. Yeah, exactly. So you, 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 you don't care, man. My bad, sweet. I ain't mean to tell you business. Oh, see, so telling people business. All right. Um, let's quickly do some rattling roundup stuff. Uh, baseball. Let's go to baseball here. The uh, the guys got a sweep. Over the weekend, of course, beating up on Mississippi Valley State here at home. Moved into, uh, I guess, in terms of wins and losses, a tie for second with, or maybe a tie for first. I don't know. It depends on how. Oh, you talking about baseball? Baseball, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, they tie tie for first with Alabama State. Uh, Tie for first, yeah. Yeah, of course, Alabama State. yeah, they sweep the they 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 sweep Bethune last week. So so Bethune is two back in the loss column right now with five losses, and both us and uh, Alabama State are at twelve and three, and we go head to head this weekend. So this is for first place. Yeah, uh, big, big series this weekend up in uh, Montgomery for anybody for you Rattlers in the Alabama area. You got to make Dr. Lori. You got to call your people. You got to get your people out there for this one. This is a this is a big weekend for the boys. Uh, they just Alabama State just uh, and and you know I had a, I had a chance to talk with uh, Bethune's coach, Coach Hernandez, on another on on, on uh, some things, and we were just talking about that game. And uh, come to my come to understand, there were some things going on for Bethune related to off the field stuff, uh, which sort of created. A, a just a tough period for them, you know. So it, it was very like you you were shocked when you saw the first score, fourteen to four, right? You you saw that very very surprising. The next game was like fourteen to thirteen. They kind of made it close at the end. They actually had the lead in game three and lost it. So it was a very uncharacteristic weekend. But take take it with an asterisk because there were some. It wasn't Bethune mentally focused at their best. Okay, so uh, now we'll see for yeah, yeah that that won't happen too often. Yeah, it won't happen too I, often. I don't care. Good, right? Exactly. Right, right. <laughs> right. Nobody's crying. Coach, coach understands it. He he's all right. He all right. But uh, but yeah, for for FAMU though, 
their pitching better come to show up. Their their pitching better show up this weekend. Um, that that's the biggest thing. I I have no doubt that our bats are going to be swinging. But man, I hope these pitchers outside of Hunter Veets, I hope I hope the rest of the guys come with it this weekend uh, because this is a this is a dangerous Alabama State team, and I don't um, I don't I don't want to see us get down in a hole too early and have to rely on the bats. Uh, the Southwestern Athletics Conference tabbed Sebastian Greco as the SWAC hitter of the week. Uh, he had a double, two home runs, while leading. Uh, a had a excuse me had a league leading twelve RBI during the series over Valley. So Sebastian was the hitter of the week. I feel like we've had the hit. That's two consecutive weekends. I think we had the hitter of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think last week yeah. was um, uh, gosh, his name just slipped my mind. Um, he's a gentleman from Wallcolor High School in Crawford, Crawfordville. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, mention about them. Uh, quick mention softball, man, they had a tough weekend. I mean, they had the, they had the, the, the great, you know, it, it was a little smoke and mirrors when you think about it. The, the game we won uh, with a three run homer in the top of the seventh, we were down 2-0. Those turned out to be the only, if I'm not mistaken, those were like the only three runs we scored. All weekend. Yeah, we got we got shut out the last two. Yeah. 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 Uh so and had it not been so technically we had one inning where we scored. Um yeah, so I mean a tough weekend against Bethune at their place. I saw the errors were a little high. Uh so I mean that was a, a tough weekend for FAMU softball. I know this weekend uh, four games. Four games beginning with the Alabama and m the yeah. third game of a road trip that we were supposed to take against Alabama A&M. So that's tomorrow. And then they travel from Alabama A&M over to, going that way, to Jackson, Mississippi, for a three-game series at Jackson State. Um, be nice to get four wins in a row in conference. I mean, that'd be a big plus. We're only two. We're only two games out of first place, too. Even with uh, you know, losing what uh, three out of our last four, so three out of our last five, at four out of the last five actually. So if we can win three of these games, um, Jackson State is, I think, one or two games behind us in the standings. They right on our heels. Yeah. But yeah, uh, and uh, I think uh, Alabama State plays. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's BCU or somebody, but. Uh, and um, all the all the top four teams in the East play each other, though. So if we can win three games this week, we have a real shot of being tied of first again at, at worst. So hopefully they'll 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 find their bats. It's gonna come down to two things with with softball team. Uh, can they uh, get timely hits when they got runners on base and um, minimize errors? Minimize you know, errors. throw throw strikes too, because because a lot of times when we get in trouble, the big innings. Uh, happen because we we walk a couple of batters uh, to get on base mm-hmm. or errors. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's a four game road trip beginning tomorrow for uh, our Rattlers. Got to mention track and field. Yeah. Uh, wow. Wait a second. Yeah. Come back. Lost you. Uh, where'd you go? All right. See now, I lost my graphic, Marcus. There you go. 
I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just pushing buttons now. Uh, anyway, there we go. All right, forty-five point four three by our our four by one hundred relay team of uh, Shania Berry, Zoe Hightower, Lauren Hall, Talita Williams. Forty-five point four three is the fastest time of the SWAC outdoor season. Um, which actually the second fastest time was run last weekend as well. That was run by Alabama State. Uh, so we both surpassed Preview A&M, who I think ran a 45.73. Uh, the performance set the best time. Uh, it was one of two podium finishes at the Georgia Tech meet that was up in Atlanta. Uh, Williams, Toledo Williams, finished third in the 400-meter dash. Uh, so uh, another good day for the uh, FAMU women. Right, the ladies. Yeah. They holding us down. The ladies. The ladies are doing it, man. The ladies are doing it. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see if that 4-5-4-3 holds. Going, I mean, we're only, let's see, this weekend – they're uh, in Jacksonville at the University of North Florida. And then the following weekend, or maybe it's a couple weekends later, it's the SWAC Outdoor Championships. So, you know, it'd be nice to get a few dubs there. All right. Um. And we what got else? a verbal commitment from a hurdler out of North Carolina. New dub, new, oh. new, new, new deputy AD. Ah, yes. Uh, what do you want to new deputy AD? Um, I didn't have any great fancy graphics uh, on him, but uh, uh, he is uh, Marcus Grant. Uh, now deputy AD for internal operations. What's the uh, what's the four one one there, Marcus? Or uh, Kelvin. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I, just... <laughs> I, I know. I, I meant to throw it to Kelvin. Kelvin, what's the what's the uh, what's the what's the four one one on Marcus Grant as the uh, uh, you know? Well, usually you know, usually in, internal operations is dealing with you know, uh, you know, things and you know, marketing the the compliance side of things. Um, uh, Student ambassador, yes, student student ambassador program, all that kind of stuff. And um, this guy seems to have quite a bit of experience. He coming from the the uh, what is it, the CIAA conference mm-hmm. uh, office too, yes. where he ran championships and compliance items. Uh, so he seems to have you know you know pretty good experience and everything. And and uh, AD site VP Sykes is uh building her team. Uh, so her senior level team. So I, you know, I'm that's encouraging to me, and um, she's bringing in people with credentials, not just at, at institution at conference level. So, uh, you know, I, I'm excited to see uh, see how the you know bringing in that fresh blood, new ideas with some competency. Uh, uh her students and I. Uh, I, so I, while while we wait on uh, the uh, 
the Matrix to let Kelvin go. <laughs> I'll, I'll read from VP Sykes. She says, I'm excited to welcome Marcus to the family. He has over two decades of experience in college athletics with a focus in governance and compliance. His experience will help us create more efficient processes to increase the overall health and effectiveness of the athletics department. He has served on several NCAA committees and understands the importance of institutional alignment with NCAA governance. He will have an immediate impact on our department. I, If nothing else, it should be noted, and I hope you guys are paying attention to this. We hired an athletic director who has relationships and background being in NCAA and mm-hmm. on NCAA committees. She's hiring staff and people who have NCAA knowledge and being having worked on these committees, the people who have been there. They know what the people who legislate and govern what they're saying schools should be and should be doing. We've got the NCAA on campus. That was one thing Coach Simmons said in the 220 Club. They, they're they on campus this week uh, having meetings. with By our uh, own invitation. By our own invitation, yes, with football, with the athletic department. Um, so it's it, 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 it strike, you know, I, it all the, and I, I say all that because everyone was, when, when we were in basketball season and in the lows of basketball season, everybody wanted all these changes. And I kept trying to tell people, none of that is important right now. That That's not her big priority right now. Um, and she, and you know, what's funny. She says it, and I hope everybody keep hearing it, keeps hearing it. Her number one goal in these early phases is what? To improve the, she keeps calling it the, uh, the student athlete experience. experience. So, and, and that is a, that is a, she's been very adamant, very intentional about saying that. You know, if we want to continue to see champions, then we have to improve the student athlete experience. You know, it's funny, I'd never heard that said, uh, or you don't hear it said a lot. Maybe it was said, but it just intentionally the way it's saying, being said. And it's like, uh, we know what we have. We know we can do more, but we also can do a lot with what we have. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, we want to do more with more, but let's do some really good things with what we have. So she's being very intentional about that. And then also making sure that we are in alignment so that way, when we have these championship programs, none of these championship programs fall by the wayside. And this is why I, I've said on a, another show that I was invited to be on uh, when asked, you know, hey, what what's the future? What When you think about what does FAMU football need to do or what will happen for FAMU football? And I said the biggest, the biggest win for FAMU has been our staff in the athletic department. It's really off the field because – things are being put in place to prevent what happened at the start of last season from happening again. You know, and I, I really feel that we're giving coach Simmons, we're giving all of our coaches the best opportunity to start the 23, 24 season with their best, their best rosters, most compliant team, uh, fully functioning knowledgeable staff of individuals behind them so that now 
once you get all these things in place, now it becomes results. It becomes more about results and doing more with more. Yeah, just in hey, just in short, we're institutionalizing competency within the athletic department. That is a good thing. Yes. Well said. Well said. Uh, what else is on the plate that you guys want to touch on quickly before we get out of here? Uh, two things for me. Two two two, two things for me. Willie the Willie Simmons uh, football camp. Is going to be coming up in what June? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I I just saw, uh, I just saw that. Uh, I didn't have any graphics or don't have the the actual. Uh, hold on, let me see if Coach Simmons if I got anything on Twitter. Blah blah blah. Go ahead, keep talking, Kelvin. I'm going to find it here in a second because I know he. Yeah. I know he's mentioned it. I, I just got to figure out who mentioned it. Yeah. And then uh, the second thing I saw EA mention it um, earlier, uh, this is something personal for me, uh, my high school head football coach and track coach, as well as the guy who gave me um, my first coaching position at the high school level, coaching football, high school football, uh, family high legend, Harry Jacobs, uh, passed uh, the other day. And... um, just want to acknowledge him and and, and uh and send out my condolences to him and his family. I think the last time we actually spent time together, our class had a uh my family high class of eight eight. We had a get together about two two years ago, three years ago, and him and his family came to that get together and and uh, shared their time with us and so forth. And from time to time, even up until the last couple of weeks. You would see him out and about at 81 years old, and he still looked like uh, he got he got outrun you. You know, he always had those big legs and so forth. But uh, but um, great man, uh, impacted a lot of lives here in um, Tallahassee and and Monticello because he was before he came to Fenway High, he was there and a great rattler too. So uh, um, uh, condolences to the family. Shout out to Coach Jacobs and all of us. Who are grieving? Who knew him and was influenced by, uh, uh, you know, big loss. Yeah, um, a friend of mine, uh, also a FAMU DRS guy. Uh, uh, you may know Farrell Kelvin. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, yeah, he, uh, he sent me a picture of him with uh, Coach Jacobs not too long ago. Um, Harry Jacobs led FAMU DRS to thirteen state track and field titles between 1980 and 1996 and helped build the Jefferson County uh, program. Um, Among the 13 titles with the Baby Rattlers, he won 10 straight uh, during an 87 to 96 period, uh, turning FAMU DRS into a dynasty. Uh, Jacobs left his mark in the Big Ben, not just in state titles, but helping elevate many of his athletes to the next successful college and even professional careers. Uh, he's helped produce eight high school All-Americans in track and field and helped send nine former athletes to the NFL. Harry Jacobs was 81 years old, so a legend in the Big Ben track and field 
and the Florida A&M University uh, DRS, Florida A&M University community. So prayers and condolences to all of the uh, former uh, baby rattlers who were impacted by uh, Coach Jacobs. And uh, you guys are his uh, living legacy. And so uh, hopefully uh, we can uh, continue to kind of share and 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 uh uh just thinking about the legends this just hit me for a second the legends that we've lost in in the last couple yeah. of years of doing this show <laughs> you know it's yeah. like wow wow um i don't know if that's just time life uh, getting old i i don't know i don't know we're just this i don't know it's it just kind of hit me there I'm, I'm reading all this um Marcus, any 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 thoughts or anything you want to close with? Uh, nothing. I see Dwayne Sweet asking questions about positions need to fill over the summer. I don't know. I think we're pretty well stacked. We've got a nice, talented team. I have noticed the last week or so we've been offering long snappers left and right, like going out of business. So I don't know what's going on there since we had a commitment from a transfer from Temple. But other than that, just looking forward to the family spring teams finishing things out. Baseball handling business, softball on the come up, and the ladies in tennis uh, just handling things in the NCAA. And in track. Oh, and yes, thank you very much. And track. Um, I did notice, I'll close with, uh, I noticed uh, a big man came of, came visiting FAMU. Um, from Mercer. Yeah, 6'10". Yeah. Uh, 6'10", 280. Uh, doggone! If his name slips my mind, I think his last name was Grant. Uh, yes. ooh, first name. I want to say Sean. I don't know if it was Sean. If you're able to, no, no, it's not. It's not. You sent um, that to us. I'm yeah, sure. no, you sent it first. I actually, I think I just, I, I posted it out there. I tweeted it. I know he had come. He came from Mercer. Uh, so mm-hmm. he's a native uh, of Alabama, you know, I think. yeah, native Alabama. And so I, I don't know, I kind of reached out trying to see if we could get some info from him, but, uh, haven't heard anything of late, but, uh, I know, you know, FAMU <clears throat> basketball is, uh, Shannon Grant. Shannon, I knew it was an S I knew it. I knew there was an S in there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I knew it was an S in there. Something you sound like Shannon. the weatherman. I know. You sound like the weatherman. I know it was going to rain. I know it was going to be sunny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So that's going to do it <clears throat> for tonight's show. Oh, one quick thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, the reigning SWAC um, women's volleyball championship team just got a commitment today from a young lady, uh, Alexander. Alexandra. Oh, let me switch her last name. Kovalev, something like that. But she's from, uh, she's a native of Bulgaria. She played on their under-16 national team. And she was on this year's Miami-Dade JUCO team that made it to the finals, the national championship. They lost to another Florida team, uh, Florida Southwestern State. But she made first team all-conference, and she just verbally committed to FAMU, or at least that's what the tweet from the Miami Day College says that she committed yeah. to us for volleyball. She's five nine, around one hundred and thirty. She's a setter. Is this for the uh, fall season? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we have four high school signees that are confirmed. This young lady, and I know Coach 
uh, Gokhan mentioned they were looking at the portal. Now, I was expecting like someone from Division I NCAA level, and that still may be to come. I don't know how many roster spots are available and how willing he's going to throw the freshman out there, but we've signed this young lady. She's got international experience, and she's on a she was on the national championship runner-up at the Division I junior college level. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, hey, if she can play, she can play. Uh, Edwin Ward, no, I did not say he was from Russia. No, I, I don't. Russia. I don't, <laughs> no. What the heck? Russia. Where did he no. get that from? Now that we got Mercer. Mercer in Georgia. Maybe that's what he thought. <laughs> not Moscow. Mercer. He's from Mercer. My, look, I can't even say it right. Mer- Jeez. Uh, and then uh, Sweet asked about losing. Did we lose a pitcher? Somebody following softball, let us know. Did we lose a pitcher? I don't think we lost I don't a know. pitcher. No. Mm-hmm. I, we have to look into that. Going I mean, the main it. ones were Chris Donna Beasley, the young, my homegirl from Atlanta. Um, not Beasley, Gennaya, Peppers, uh, uh, Peppers, Peppers, Long Peppers, Peppers, and uh, it starts with a Z. Um, name uh, can't can't I can't think of it right at the moment. But you know what? It's possible. I haven't seen Christiana. I haven't Beasley. seen her. I haven't seen her out there. Maybe we did lose. Uh, uh, Kelvin, you have to reach out to Coach P and kind of find out what's going on. Or we just have to yeah. do that. There's a couple yeah. people I, I know. Um, I know there's a couple people who follow us and let us know. Um, you know, so we'll have to we'll have to ask that question. All right, uh, that's it. Enough for tonight's show. Uh, loaded <laughs> show. Out. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, tapping out. We got to thank again, Majesty uh, Hemingway, for joining us. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to thank Coach Nikki, um, Reagan, uh, Harris for joining us. And then, of course, Kenya Sykes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ladies night on the ONG strike zone. Ladies night. And uh, they did a great job. And mm-hmm. our ladies, are the women of FAMU, are representing. representing, man, doing a great job. So, um, fellas, let's keep let's keep it going, man. Let's keep matching. Let's keep matching. Let's do our jobs and uh, keep matching what the what the ladies are, are bringing. And so uh, we want to appreciate everybody. Please make sure you follow us on the social media streams, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at ONG Strike Zone. We're almost up to 2,000 followers on YouTube. So we'd all appreciate right. it if you – if and that's all homegrown. You know, we didn't buy any any followers or anything like that. <laughs> You know, so we just we just homegrown talent, you know, just doing it, doing it the grassroots way, boots on the ground. So tell somebody about us. Tell somebody about the Black College Sports Network. Uh, all of these great shows you can find on the BCSN pod zone everywhere you listen and download the podcast uh, is when we put these shows up. That's BCSN pod zone, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, iHeart, Google Podcasts, everywhere you listen to a podcast uh thanks again rattler nation we love you we appreciate you um that's gonna do it for tonight uh for the guys uh marcus kelvin i'm brian thank you thank you thank you producer thank you producer and (laughs) co-host he doing it all people yeah, I'm ready to I'm ready to ready to turn this over. This is this is taxing, mentally stressful. All right. Hey, uh be safe, be smart, get out there in these streets and make sure to strike, strike, and strike again, Rattler Nation. Peace out.
find a button to end the show. I will. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>